Hello everybody and welcome to another Nonsense Retrospective. I'm your host Rick and joining me equally as always is Art Ma- Art Ma- is my co-host Devon. Am Say I hello. Am I Devon or am I Armand? <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, we will not be mocking mental illnesses. No, no, no. <laughs> and cards on the table. This is one where Devon's done a lot more research than I have, so he's going to be doing a lot of leading the charge when we come to the the main thing, but Oh yeah, we kind of we... rushed the sinky do, so throw it to me once we've done the uh, done the questions. Uh, <laughs> If you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to start with our time on the tradition of the nonsense asinine hypotheticals. And do you have one for me today? I do, and it's relevant. Okay, okay. You are chosen as the avatar of any mythical god ever. Anyone. Which god would you want to be the avatar for? <laughs> this is my exact same question for you. <laughs> That's fine. We can share it this time because it's a good yeah, fucking question. Yeah, we the same one. It is a good question. It it's not question. limited to Egyptian. So, you know. Go nuts. Now, it's a bit of an easy one because I'm going to stray away from Thor because that's such an easy pick. He's like the god of, basically, he's the god of tits and wines so and sometimes you hit things and when you hit things, you hit them hard. Um, but by the same token, he probably wouldn't want an avatar. He'd probably want to do it himself. It kind of depends on how the avatar works, isn't it? Because uh, like, if we go by Moon Knight logic, I have no doubt that uh, certain gods of a certain level can probably take assumed direct control, if you will. Yes, yes. But uh, obviously with Konshu and... Uh... Uh, Amit. Um, Amit, yeah. And the um, hippo lady, the whose ones. name I forget. Uh, they, yeah, they, Tawaret, yeah. They, and then the other ones we see, we see, um, is it Ishtar and Osiris and some other ones that are jobbers? I don't know if we see Ishtar, but we we definitely see Osiris. Osiris speaks, and we've got the goddess of uh, wine, not wine, but uh, poetry and arts. I don't think that's Ishtar. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. It might be Ishtar, it might not be, but yeah, the, the one that fills the, um, the goddess of love and fertility and all that stuff, yeah. But yeah, the one that I might actually pick then is Perseus. Is Perseus a god? I'm pretty sure he was. And if he if he doesn't count as a god, then... I'm, uh... I'm just going to do a qu- quick, cheeky little Google, because I think Perseus might be one of those demigod motherfuckers. Okay. Perseus so did. Uh, he's a legendary founder of Mesnai and Perseid Dynasty. He was a Greek hero and slayer of monsters, but it doesn't say he was a god. He's the guy who killed uh, Medusa. Okay. So I, he's not technically a god. He's a Greek hero. Yeah. Then uh, Hermes, then. Hermes is a pretty good one. Now, don't forget, um, in, uh, in mythology, Hermes is not just a messenger god. He is technically the equivalent of Loki. He's a trickster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a pretty good one. Like the reason that he's not as much known for his trickster side is because he doesn't lean too far into it in most of the stories. <laughs> it's one of those where he's the trickster god, but he's he's still fundamentally on the side of the rest of the pantheon. Yeah. Whereas Loki, Loki straight up is actively working towards Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, Loki, yeah, he is a god of magic, but he's not even the best one of those. Uh, uh, in Marvel, not so much, but in actual mythology, you don't fuck with Loki. Yeah, true. Although, <laughs> L- Loki for a trickster god was quite shit in the sense that his tricks always got found out because, rather fittingly, all the gods were like, hmm, something weird's going on, almost like a trick. Loki! Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Hermes is going to be mine. So, I'm going to throw the exact same question back at you, which, if I could prove that I had it, write it written down, then I would, but I didn't. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was the one that I got picked out of if you had to be an avatar for a god from any mythology, which would you pick? Well, to be fair to you, it's the go-to obvious question after watching this series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. But yeah, it's a tough one. There's a lot of gods to choose from. Like, despite having this question in hand, I didn't think what my answer might be. Mm. But, um... 
it's a bit of a toss-up, really, isn't it? Do I want to go fun and, you know, fun? Or do I want to go super badass with cool powers? Uh, either way, similar theme to you, I'm definitely leaning towards Greek. In mm-hmm. uh, I, It's a coin flip. It's either Dionysus, god of partying, hell yeah, yeah. or <laughs> Thanatos, god of death. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, uh... you know, not to be confused with Hades, who's just a bureaucrat. Yeah, he, he just, <laughs> he's just the landlord for the underworld. Yeah, man, I fucking love Greek mythology. But even then, Hades is a pretty good pick. He's but, he's, yeah. he's a fine pick, but I feel like Hades is one of those gods who'd be like, who'd be like Osiris and be like, uh, I'm just making sure everything's going normally, I'm not interfering, I just need to know what's going on. And half the people that come to him and say, hey, can I be your avatar? He's like, did you really want Thanatos instead? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> Greek mythology is cool like that, and they separate the the person who's in charge of the domain and the person who actually kills shit. I mean, yeah. a lot of mythologies kind of do that. Like you meant, like the Grim Reaper exists, but he's not really part of anything. He's like he's not part of Christian law or Judeo law. No, he's just kind of something that's in the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, it's weird, <laughs> isn't it? Like every culture has a reaper. Yeah, Japan, uh, like they love their shinigami. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and we love the pink haired DJ. Um, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, at gun to head, I'd pick Thanatos, I think, because even though God of Partying sounds cool, Thanatos would probably be more useful. <laughs> yeah, I'd also probably I mean, be expected to do more work, though. So, true. And if you want to make a story out of it, then Tamamo is also a pretty good second pick. Oh, I don't know. Japanese gods or Shinto gods are weird, and she's technically a demon. Oh, she's definitely a demon. <laughs> so she wouldn't be able to have an avatar. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's it's like Amit. She's a villain that's been in prison. Amit is a god. Yeah, but like... Tamamo is a deep... There's a distinction between god and demon. Like, there is distinction between mythical hero and god, you know? Yeah, sure. Fair enough. But yeah, it's one of those. If you wanted to make a story out of it, then it's it's reasonable. But yeah, if you want to draw the line to it, that's fine too. But yeah, we're gonna I'm going to toss over to you because this is your script today. <laughs> today, we're talking about Moon Knight, mostly spurred on by the Disney show, but we've got a couple of touches on the, um, on the comic side as well. So, you popped in your initial impressions. Yeah. Um, what was your initial experience with Moon Knight? Uh, it's really weird isn't it because I think with a lot of people the initial experience with Moon Knight is the memes Yeah, (laughs) Uh, we've all seen that legendary panel of uh, Moon Knight descending the stairs and going alright Dracula you big dumb bitch where's my money (laughs) and um, uh, we touched upon that briefly when we brought it up during one of the uh, reviews but that picture is actually doctored it's not real dialogue obviously but uh, it's it's, it's a bit upsetting but pretty much any time Moon Knight is talking to people about Dracula nine times out of ten it's been doctored for, for the lols yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, but as an aside, until they announced it, Moon Knight is probably one of those heroes who I'd have put cash money dollars down on never getting a live action adaptation. Absolutely. Like, he doesn't touch anything else in the show that he's in. Like, I think the only actual nod towards anything else in the MCU that puts it in the MCU is that um, A, they mention Madripoor, which is from the Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, show. And B, if you look carefully, you can see a Lego piece of Bast, which is one of the gods that gives out cat powers to the Wakandans. Yeah, I didn't know that shit. <laughs> I uh, I watched Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I still think it's the hands down the best series they've done. Moon Knight's a close second at this point. Okay, but um, I, I didn't even remember Mandrapur was a place in that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's where uh, Sharon Carter has her base of operations, and it's like one of the three locations in the show. 
<laughs> it's short, like I said, it's been over a year. Like, yeah, it has. Absolutely has. Like the whole point of this entire this entire channel was gearing up to reviewing Falcon and Winter Soldier. It was it was weird, wasn't it? Because we kind of uh, we were like, oh, this is new and interesting. Should we do this? And then we both just decided, let's do the whole series. And then no one watched it, so we were like, let's not do whole series in future. Yeah. <laughs> Because it also meant, because Marvel stuff comes out on a Wednesday, traditionally, we had to not watch something for two days. Yeah, because we were recording on Fridays. Um, But yeah, it was one of those where we did a few episodes leading up to it. We were finding our feet. We learned the very obvious thing of, yeah, don't put the video up there, even if it's muted and reversed and all that, you know, unwatchable. Except uh, 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 we still haven't had any issues with the Kid Cos... not Kid Cosmic. Uh, Wander Over Yonder. Yeah, Wander Over Yonder, (laughs) which shows how little Disney gives a fuck about that franchise. Yeah. Which is a damn shame because I, I I loved that show. That was really it was a it was a cute cool show. As far as I'm aware, it's still not on Disney Plus. Oh no, that's probably why Disney hasn't bothered. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, what were your what were your initial uh, exposures? Because I'll go into a bit of the history in a bit, but I'm interested to see if you actually had any prior knowledge of Moon Knight. The first time I encountered Moon Knight was in Ultimate Alliance, <laughs> the uh, the the PS3 Xbox 360 games. Was that Moon Knight uh, or was that Taskmaster? Moon Knight was in both of them as well. It okay. was a it was difficult to unlock, but once you did, you had a melee guy with healing, which I, is basically all it boiled down to. I don't think he was difficult to unlock if he was in two because. In two, the difficult ones to unlock were Phoenix, Hulk, and some other fucker. Four. Okay. Because uh, yeah, you had to collect that, a bunch cause... of shit throughout the game in order to unlock them, which means you could potentially have a New Game Plus run and still not have them. Yeah, I think even Hulk was like a New Game Plus one in the first game. Like, you had to go through everything and obviously complete the game. Mm. And on the second time round, you could, on the mission where you help Bruce Banner, you could tell him, okay, we're strong enough to beat this thing, go do the thing. And then he's like, oh, I don't need to sacrifice myself in, in inverted commas anymore. I'll come join you and then you get the hook. Sure. I've, uh, I'll confess something. I never played Ultimate Alliance 1. I only played 2. Yeah, I didn't play much of it. <laughs> I played Ultimate Alliance 1 up until the end of the first mission and then it was like, oh, Fing Fang Foom, I'm out. <laughs> Who the fuck gives a shit about Fing Fang Foom? No. Like... Marvel, before they started doing the fucking cinematic universe. That's who. <laughs> and he had, uh, he had the Winter Soldier as his hype man as well. That's weird. <laughs> he, was, he was voiced by Crispin Freeman who is a fantastic voice actor and he can put a lot of passion in into his line and he was like you can't stop the masters of evil because you know every villain team had to have a name back then as well <laughs> I mean if you want your team to not be considered nobodies you need to have a name yeah yeah it's, it's not just fucking uh, Dr. Octagonopus six extra dudes it's the actual Sinister Six for instance the Sinister Six like the problem with a histor- historical name like that is the roster changes so many times you don't know what you're getting is it going to be shit yeah. is it going to be good eh. well it's it's a nice parallel to like the Thunderbolts and the Avengers because they always change their rosters. Yeah but I really liked the core. I I liked the Thunderbolts when they started and they seem to have only slowly gone downhill. Like when they started adding people like Punisher and Deadpool to the team it's like cool you've now kind of warped it too much because you're no longer just villains trying to be heroes you're just anti-heroes you know. Or even just villains who are pretending to reform and using the Thunderbolts as a cover for doing that. Yeah like uh, you've got a couple didn't they originally uh, correct me if I'm wrong please do I think the Thunderbolts originally were a parallel to the Avengers when Norman Osborn was president and uh, he was trying to lower the stakes of Avengers and have his own team of Thunderbolts like he had Bullseye instead of Hawkeye and everyone knows Bullseye's a dickhead Uh, (laughs) 
I think at the time, the only one that was actually taking the conversion to good guy thing seriously was Songbird. Maybe so. And she was a ridiculously powerful character in Ultimate Alliance too, because apparently every single note of her singing was counted as a different bullet attack. That's it was ridiculous. Dumb. It was great. You just melted bosses. <laughs> I do. I do know that. Yeah, it was. You used to have her penance, and then pick any other villain character, and you had Thunderbolts because they were real loose with the terminology in that game. And fair enough. Yeah, yeah. It's a video game. Who cares? <laughs> but uh, well, yeah, Pen- Penance was uh, Speedball, wasn't he? After he decided, oh, maybe I shouldn't have been so gung ho about my using my powers. No, Penance. Penance is this weird dude with armor that stabs him. Yeah, it's uh, Speedball after because he- Speedball is the reason that the explosion happens. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if it, if it, if they're the same characters in Ultimate Alliance 2, it doesn't quite line up because he's a teenager as when he's Speedball and he's an adult immediately. I, I'm not saying he wasn't Penance at some point, but what I'm saying is I think the Penance in Ultimate Alliance 2 was a prior one and maybe he passed on the fucking suit or something. I don't know. Okay, yeah, because I, I think he just... I think he was a tall teenager and he went emo and yeah, it's the thing that stabs him in the cell, in the self all the time and yeah. he turns it into... Because he's all about, like, kinetic energy and redirecting it. Oh, so I don't... I, I can't... Is. I can't fucking remember, dude. I, I remember oh. his costume was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Spiked armour. And, like, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the quickest way you could get the Thunderbolts was to have Songbird penance and then wait for Green Goblin and Venom. Yeah. <laughs> Which was Matt Gargan at the time. Yeah, I fuck... Yeah. Yeah! I remember that game. I remember unlocking Venom and going, why has Venom got a tail? I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> why is he four feet wide? <laughs> but yeah, enough about Ultimate Alliance 2. <laughs> I apologise. No, that's fine. It was, it was good. Um... Uh, yeah, so your first exp- exposure was um, Ultimate Alliance. It was, yeah, it was through video games. And like you say, we've seen the meme, but the most of what I saw was video game early on. Yeah, that's fair. That's valid. So, uh, is everybody ready for a history lesson? Yeah, history time. Story time. Okay, so as I noted, um, I'm not that big of a fan of Moon Knight. So most of this information has been me doing research. Yeah. Uh, so Moon Knight's very first appearance. It's very rare that a character's first appearance in a comic, especially a Marvel comic, is their own self-entitled issue, their own, their own yes. run. And uh, Moon Knight is no different. He did not start in the Moon Knight series. He started in a very obscure comic, because I've never fucking heard of this. He appeared in number issue number 32 of Werewolf by Night, which was released in August 1972, which predates both of us by a fucking while. It does not all. <laughs> So, um, just for a bit of context, rather weirdly, apparently there's going to be a Werewolf by Night one sh- one-off TV show for the Disney Plus coming out in October. So uh, that is weird. Yeah, I, I discovered that while going down a wiki hole, as one does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's one of those where Moon Knight was shown just before the finale. Disney tweeted out, "Get hyped for the the series finale," and then they deleted that tweet and re-uploaded it as "Get hyped for the season finale." <laughs> yeah, and I even said to you, like, I remember being really bothered and replying just like that's one of those dumb American things because in Britain they both mean the same thing yeah absolutely <laughs> to us it's the same words <laughs> yeah if you say series one or season one people are going to be like yeah that's the same thing but uh, anyway mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Moon Knight didn't actually get his own comic run until eight years later in 1980 where he, he got his own line of comics the, well Moon Knight so yeah um, his origin tends to vary from run to run if you don't know what a run is a comic book run is like oh this story is six issues that's a run 
run, you know? Yeah. And so on and so forth. It's no different than TV series, you know? Except it's in comic form. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. And they do vary things between runs, like you say, and characters that are not as established are more prone to it. But then again, you've also got people like Batman, when every time there's a new run, someone goes, oh, let's change how Batman works this time. One of the things I hate about Batman, and it's more of a, uh, a complaint at the movies, is, uh, and I'm not the only one who has this complaint, every single person who does a Batman movie does the same thing. We need to show the origin. I want to show the pearls landing in this specific way because it means this. And everyone who watches Batman goes, it's Batman. We know how Batman became Batman. Can we please watch Batman? Yeah, like, there's one thing that I'll always praise the Robert Pattinson Batman for is they skipped the pearls. <laughs> Dude, man, this is how offensive it is, right? And I hate using that word, but I'm going to use it. The Joker film. Yes. I told our two mutual friends before we went in, I listen, as long as this film doesn't do another fucking Batman origin in it, I'll be happy because it's called The Joker. And yeah. we got 99% of the way through the film and I was happy. And then during that final fucking riot scene, oh, oh, it's Thomas and uh, Martha Wayne. Oh, oh you fucking fuck. bitch. <laughs> you fuck. How you thought you were going to get away with it it made me I, I still love that film I'm not gonna lie but um I was just like you didn't need that that wasn't the point of the movie yeah fuck you I mean, is it the first superhero film to have to get an Oscar uh, maybe Te technically speaking oh, okay it, here's something a little bit of tidbit information for people listening and or watching but I don't think we've got any current viewers um the Oscars and academies fucking hate superhero movies yes they do which means like... the only reason that the Joker got away with getting a, an award or a nod even, you know, a proper nod, is it, it didn't have much superhero shit in it. It's like, oh, look at the drama, the edgy, the illness analysis. analysis. It's a proper serious movie without that superhero crap. Yeah, yeah. I think they even tried to submit Loki for to the Academy Awards and they said, no, because this is not a self-contained story. You even say at the end, come back for season two bit. Well, it's one of those annoying things as well in that the a lot of places have, instead of letting superhero movies take their place with other films, because, yeah. uh, insert reason here, um, they go, okay, well, we can't have you be best picture. We can't. You're not allowed. Sorry. Here's this new category we've made just for your type of film. Uh, it happened with Toy Story. They wouldn't yeah, let Toy Story to. win the Academy Award. They went, uh, we can't have an animated film win. That's fucking stupid. Here's your own special category. You could win that. It's yeah, so fucking... Animated feature, yeah. It's so fucking condescending to everyone who works on those movies. Yeah. Like, it's fine to let them have best soundtrack. Yeah? Yeah. Like, and best... Well, for the hero movies costume design um, not so much for 3D animation where you can just you just create something that can't possibly exist like something with detached sleeves yeah I mean and, um, uh... like <laughs> oh what was I going to say the thing that rubs me the wrong way is what oh fuck I, I had a point but it's gone I'm sorry it's okay <laughs> it it's happens okay. anyway uh, we should probably stop harping oh I remember what I was going to say Jennifer Aniston there was an interview with her about four years ago that really rubbed me the wrong way in that uh, she was bitching about superhero movies and how look how many superhero movies there are why can't we go back to classic cinema and do this and do that and all I could think of while reading it is no one's stopping you from making those movies but if people aren't going to see them you're not doing your job yeah. well are you yeah totally like the whole zeitgeist of going to the movies now is quite often based around oh what's this a sequel to and the only thing wrong with that is that everything that's a sequel to something has to start somewhere so whenever you're starting with a new franchise you are taking a gamble and if the first movie is 
shit, then people are never going to come see the second one. Yeah, and then you've got stuff like The Irishman on Netflix that's three hours long. If a movie's three hours long, it's got to have curb appeal. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, I'm using The Irishman as an example, because even though I've not seen it, I know it was quite popular. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. yeah, like, what was the 1917 film? Like, that was, the, the appeal of that to cinema buffs was that the entire thing was essentially edited to look like it was done in one shot and may have in, may indeed have been done in one shot. Like, you didn't... No, it was not. It couldn't have been. Oh, it can't, can't possibly have been. But you didn't lose focus of the main character at all. Yeah. So, uh, uh, have you seen that film? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, um, I was actually really blindsided when they killed who I thought was the main character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. The good-looking guy, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, no, don't. The actual main character was better looking than he was. I'm just saying, like, I, I thought this was the main focus. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the first thing I said to my mates when that film ended, I went, huh, correct me if I'm wrong, that seemed to be one continuous shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was something that you just notice about two-thirds of the way through of, oh, um... They've not cut away. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're so used to it and just programmed to just accept it that it was just weird to see things done in what was a mostly believable way. Absolutely. I might be yes. Um, but yeah, um, sorry, uh, tangent aside, let's move on, shall we? Um, yeah, let's shall. Okay, that's my water system having a fit, in case you're wondering what that sound was, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yes, um, as with any character who's been around for a while, his origin has varied from time to time. Um, that being said, there's a lot of core, like, beats that pretty much follow through every single uh, incarnation of the story. The show did yeah. it pretty well. He got the key points. He was he was a mercenary. His fellow mercenary got greedy. Caused a conflict between the two, which Mark Spector obviously lost. As he's dying, he finds the statue of Konshu, and Konshu's like, hey, do you want to live, bitch? And he's like, sure. And uh, yeah, that's how Moon Knight is born. Now, very mm. interesting, the uh, disassoci- uh, disassociative identity disorder is something that has always been a key part of the character. Um, yes. Now, here's something I do want to touch upon, and uh, it's, it's slightly serious, so I apologise. Um, a lot of people... Get get disassociative identity disorder confused with a myriad of different mental illnesses. The most uh, obvious one being schizophrenia. Yeah. A lot of people seem to get them all mixed up, including comic book writers who during certain stories have misdiagnosed the character, even though I'm sure there's a a holy Bible of notes that gets passed down. Like, don't change this, don't change that. It's like with Spider-Man. You don't bring back Gwen Stacy, you don't bring back Uncle Ben. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. (laughs) Um, I think in the past it was also referred to as multiple personalities disorder it's not been referred to that in a long time yeah like this is like going back in the past to the point that Let me the t- word spastic uh- was originally <laughs> yeah exactly it was originally the correct term and because people kept using it as a slur it became a slur um i just want to point out uh did which is what i'm going to call it from now on so i'm going to fuck up that word if i keep saying it um <laughs> is um it's been referred to that since before 1972 which is when the fucking character got introduced so there's really no okay. excuse for getting it confused sure sure uh, at least as a writer uh, I do have a little bit of experience with said disorder not on a personal level obviously um, but uh, I watched a documentary ages ago and I never brought it up on the podcast because it was kind of boring uh, as a you know two minute conversation piece it wasn't that interesting but there's a very famous case and I can't remember the fucker's name but uh, they've got video diaries of this guy having this and okay. he allegedly had 23 or more personalities and I say allegedly because it's all up in the air whether or not he was just faking it but, in this, but it's one of those where he was constantly observed so if he was faking it the guy on another level you know what I mean yeah yeah so it's one of those <laughs> like super chess master and able to able to perform to a colossally uh, professional degree like internally consistently and all that yeah because like, yeah. a lot of the time pe- 
people with the this disorder they they have absolutely separate skill set you can have someone who learns an entire language and it's only useful to one of those personalities yeah well this example is uh, the guy actually the initial reason why he got uh psych not psychic mental help was uh he uh, he raped someone, Ooh. and uh, one of his defense his defense was he doesn't remember doing it, and then uh, it it became a bit of a charade in how it got sensationalized. But essentially, he had more than one person in his head, and um, it's like, do you, if if they're you know how I was talking about the insanity plea with John Wayne Gacy, yeah, in that uh, you don't you don't hide evidence if you think what you did was wrong. Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, r- totally, totally. Scri- you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, if you if you don't believe in your heart of hearts that the thing that you did was wrong then you wouldn't be trying to hide anything about it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Whereas this guy was just like, I just, I didn't do it. I don't remember doing that. And when they were talking to different personalities, all of them were quite angry that they got accused of such a thing, except for the one that did it, who was just like... Eh. But again, it's one of those where it's very odd, and it, like I could totally understand why someone f- would think that kind of thing would be an act. Yes. But um, I don't know how you keep that up for years. Yeah, neither do I. But it's... Without being a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Which is... Which, yeah, it's, it's another yet another mental disorder mm. but one that's, that can't be cured yeah. all, all, all a psychopath can do is learn to exhibit non-psychopathic behavior mm. and just act yeah absolutely um so the character of moon knight after that heavy topic apologies um has always had three core personalities yes and uh thankfully <laughs> it was up in the air until yesterday we managed to see all three of those yeah yeah we have mark specter the mercenary ruthless we all know mark pretty well stephen grant yeah which very different from the comic book version. In the comics, Stephen Grant is a playboy billionaire of the level of go- Tony goddamn Stark. Okay, I didn't know that one. Yeah. But that does explain where he gets all of his money for toys, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, it's very in- it's It's interesting how he a- acquires his wealth because what Stephen Grant actually does is he is a goddamn genius when it comes to investing money and he takes the money that Mark makes from his mercenary jobs and he invests it like a goddamn motherfucker. Sure. And that's why he's constantly got a flow of wealth. Yeah, I think it's implied in this what in this show that it's um it's Mark's money that can fuel Mark being able to be so halfway across the world within an afternoon. Well, it's not his money, is it? it we saw it in the last episode where Conchu was the god of the moon. You can still travel with the Batman shit. E- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, and the final personality is, of course, Jake Lockley, who is, again, very different from what very brief thing we saw in the show, in that uh, Jake Lockley is just a taxi, taxi cab driver. That's it. Yeah. He's not particularly yeah, violent yeah. or ruthless. That's entirely reserved for Mark. So, uh, yeah, we'll get to it when we talk about the individual episodes, but very interesting twists that they've put on the personalities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, as for a core, core rule, Moon Knight doesn't actually have that much um, in the way of superpowers. Yeah, like his combat is like human combat human martial arts using small weapons yeah pretty much like the way you want to look at Moon Knight it, uh, Moon Knight Moon Knight uh, Moon Knight is uh, Batman but he's allowed to kill people yeah he's a white Batman that can kill people and yeah he can fly but kind of so can Batman in the right in the, with the right updraft mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like about the and, most uh, he gets from Conchu in terms of powers is occasionally Conchu will revive him from the dead yeah uh, and um, and the healing suit isn't it he doesn't have that it in not? the comics, his, he doesn't heal. He doesn't have supernatural okay. healing, but I think it's a good addition to have in the show because it means he can sure. actually take hits and not just be goddamn, I am invincible. Co- 
because I'm a badass. <laughs> Plus he has to be manifesting at the time, otherwise he's just a normal dude. You say that, but we saw him without the suit as Stephen Grant get his jaw yeah. relocated without any issue. So yeah, yeah. doesn't even need the suit really, or even need to be, you know, have any knowledge of the suit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but yes, finally, before we get to the actual um, bulk of the review, there is one thing I want to very briefly address, and that is a goddamn legendary comic book panel at this point. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And it's because of this comic panel I was secretly hoping for the end scene to be a Punisher cameo. It wasn't, but it was also yeah. kind of cool in its own right, so I'm not too butthurt. Anyway, it, it go, it, it's just Punisher and Moon Knight looking at each other dead in the eyes. Punisher notice, knows who Moon Knight is, of course he does, and he goes, hello Mark, you still crazy? Little bit, you still murdering people? Little bit, how's your imaginary god? He's good. How's your dead family? <laughs> Anyone who knows Punisher knows that that is a line you cannot cross. No, snark to snark combat though between two bad. Absolutely, uh, it just goes to show you that Mark Spector slash Moon Knight is one of the few people who can get away with crossing that line. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> uh, for context, by the way, the actual full page Black Widow has called Knight Thrasher and Moon Knight and Punisher to do some shady government shit. That's Black Widow's deal. Uh, and Punisher goes, mm -hmm. "Thanks for calling me Widow, but I'm not hanging out with a with a nobody and an insane person." And Knight Thrasher goes, "The hell did he call me?" Moon Knight goes, and <laughs> <laughs> and Moon Knight just straight up goes, oh, he called you insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh but yeah, it's uh, it's it's great, and um, I hope beyond hope that season slash series two of Moon Knight maybe just maybe is the bridge that brings Punisher back to the MCU. Yeah, because like you say, he was better when he wasn't every episode. Oh god damn it! I I, I was fine with Punisher season one, but it was too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that it's on Disney Plus, I can go and watch it. Like I could watch it on Netflix before, but I never did. So <laughs> and then it vanished for like a week, and then it was back on uh, back on Disney Plus. I I, honestly, if, if you're going to watch any of those series, just watch Daredevil season one to three. Yeah, I've seen the first episode of Daredevil, but I've never gotten any further than that. But it, was, it seemed pretty cool at the you time. You watched a shit ton of Iron Fist. Yeah. Iron Fist is arguably one of the worst ones, if not the worst. Man, the worst thing was, it was my folks that wanted to watch it, and more than once, they both fell asleep. So you had to watch it again. <laughs> so I, like, I'm the only one there watching it. I'm like, I can't be bothered. <laughs> like, I really like the actor they cast for Danny Rand, and I liked... I like... I Iron Fist. Iron Fist is cool. It didn't make yeah. it work. Like, the thing that they could have done to bring it, like, to canon is show him up in the Shang-Chi movie. Dude, I was hoping beyond hope we were going to get Iron Fist in it. Like, yeah, fuck's yeah. sake, all Shang-Chi is is martial arts wizardry. Yeah. Iron Fist <laughs> stick is a dragon as well. It's so easy to yes. do a crossover. And it's the same fucking magic town that they, that they use it, as it, well, It's slightly it? different. Is, it, is mm -hmm. it? I looked it up at the end of the movie because I was convinced it was the same place, but it weren't. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll accept that. <laughs> I, I'm not going to believe it, but I'll accept it. <laughs> That's fine. But yeah, we start the season with episode one. Yes, I don't know if these episodes have titles. I never made note of them anyway. Me either, because I've trained myself not to look at the titles in case the title is a spoiler. Oh right, you mean like the Return of the Mandalorian? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> Uh, and um, wasn't the one for Luke as well, like Return of Return of the Jedi or Return to the Jedi or something? No, it's shit. called The Rescue. Oh, not not that one, but the one in um, Boba. Oh, I haven't got a clue. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we start with Stephen Grant. And in this show, rather than being the Tony Stark billionaire, he's a happy-go-lucky English dude. He has a nice little shop, nice little shop, nice little job down the gift shop at the museum. There's a very famous and museum too. Yeah, it's the, the British Museum. Is it the British Museum? 
British Museum. Yeah, I had yeah. to fucking go there as a child multiple times for school trips. And uh, <laughs> side note, and I wrote this in my notes, you've probably already seen it, but uh, I, <laughs> on seeing the Egyptian artifacts, I was convinced I was going to be cursed by Tutankhamun's curse, despite the fact that weren't fucking there. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the British Museum, just like a gallery of things that Britain, British explorers have nicked from around the world. Well, it's my, one of my favourite memes is uh, other countries to Britain. How come you've got such cool museums and it just cuts to super hands from Peep Show going, the secret ingredient is crime. Yep. <laughs> As an aside, Stephen Grant, meant to be British yep. uh, in this, and um, I don't know about you, Rick, I thought he did the accent pretty well. Yes, absolutely. The internet, for some reason, disagrees. Oh, okay. So that might be American people thinking that he's doing too, uh, too stereotypical an accent. Have they seen like Dick Van Dyke? I know, right? So like when Cowley tries to speak British, she goes, hello, I'm British. Oh, fuck. Oh, that hurts my ears. <laughs> I've never met anyone who speaks like that, but... No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do know that's how other countries make fun of us, though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I have, like, I've been on holiday with someone who was in the same class as Jade Goody. And oh, even no. she didn't talk like that. Although she did say the um, the S word. It's one that you've done in the past of sank. Oh, have I done that on podcast? Not on the podcast, I don't think. But yeah, there's there's two S words. And if you're from the South, you say sank. And if you're from the North, you say summit. And they both mean something. Yeah, something, yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh, I'm going to have to keep an ear. Oh, ooh, no, I don't like. I've never said sank, have I? Sank. Uh, The only reason I know I have a a bit of an accent is, one, someone, random stranger, took the piss out of me for it once on one of my YouTube videos. And I was like, okay, didn't know I had an accent. That's cool. Um, And uh, the other time was when I was in college, um, I said, um, oh, for fuck's sake, the water is everywhere. And um, I'm emphasizing so you can tell which word I fucked up on. Um, And uh, for the rest of the the year in college, everyone would go, water, to me, uh, while missing the T. Uh, Yeah, we call it water. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Accents are dumb. Uh, <laughs> Bloody water everywhere. Oh, fuck's sake. Yeah, I got. Re- I- it's because c- you knocked it over. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> my cousin said that once he, he knocked it over and um, <laughs> the dad my, my uncle says over that's what bloody flies do great uh. <laughs> so we even got the the piss taken out of us for our own accent in our own territory yeah makes sense man <laughs> well I, I, I've said this story on the podcast before but like it's really embarrassing when you're in Japan and someone speaks to Queen's English to you and you're like ah oh, fuck I feel common as shit right now yep yep <laughs> yeah because here's the thing people tend to learn a language with a correct accent as it were they try and l- learn it to some degree of well to some standard at least like it, when you're learning french you're learning like parisian french not like corner town somewhere get really lazy french. yeah except the only re- the only um french i've ever learned wasn't even from my french lessons as a child it was from fucking only fogs and horses so you got <laughs> some fucking london accent from del boy trotter going oh merci beaucoup uh <laughs> which i'm sure if you said to a frenchman would be like I think they said thank you very much but they sound like a twat yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Although, if, by the way, for anyone watching who's not in England, uh, the best one of the best jokes that was just constant throughout Only Fools and Horses is uh, Del Boy would always say hello by saying au revoir and goodbye by saying bonjour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the other one, just just to try and inject some French into it, it would just be mange tu, mange tu. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, it's such a dumb, simple joke, but it was funny consistently, especially yeah. when they mm-hmm. actually went to France and he tried chatting up a, and I'm using air quotes, a French bird but it was actually an English woman and she actually believed he was speaking French properly because she didn't know either 
<laughs> hey, Moon Knight. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Stephen Grant works at the British Museum. Um, he wakes up mid-mission with his broken drawer. I think we skipped a few notes, like, but sure, yeah. Well, he's um, he's into the Egyptian law. He's he brings up with his uh, with his boss that the Pantheon is missing some members that they're they're trying they're trying to advertise an Egyptian exhibit about the Pantheon, and there's like five members on it. He's like, actually, yeah, there were a couple more. Yeah, but also at the same time, I cannot stress this enough and anyone who's been in a similar situation to me and Rick can probably also emphasize it's too real how they portrayed the hell that is retail yeah we've all had that boss <laughs> getting, getting punished with with inventory but to her credit she was also there taking inventory with him yeah but she was still a cunt about it yeah yeah <laughs> like I uh, like when you're bottom rung in retail and trust me I've been bottom rung in retail for a while Um, there are there is a certain breed of manager not all of them but there's that one type who um takes it as a free pass to treat you as non-existent or uh, at best a slave I had that work on me if you've been in retail for more than a year you learn to not take shit no no if you take shit they'll keep shoveling it on until you break and then you're out which uh, people want to be out of retail obviously but if it's your only career path then that's all you got yeah talking you, the, the person will not be watching this but they know who they are yeah and here's the thing everybody in that situation knows that the retail worker is easily replaceable and that's the part of the problem oh eight years mate yep cannot easily replace that unless I take a shit on the floor Wait, Okay, well you can't you can't replace eight years of experience, but you can replace a person that does the thing. I, what I'm saying is, like, you can make up any number of bullshit excuses for someone who's just started working there or been there for a small amount of time. At eight years, you have to actually do something egregious to get kicked out. All the other way around, they force you out by making you want to quit. Oh, I've, I had a manager who tried that. <laughs> Once. <laughs> well, he fucked up because he fucking ran someone's foot over with a forklift. So, you know, who's the worst employee? <laughs> oh, by the way, a forklift yeah. he was not licensed to drive. Oh, yes, you get that a lot. Uh, when I was working in a, a packing factory, all of the under 25 wanted to have a go on the forklift because it was the most interesting thing in the entire factory floor. <laughs> None of them had the license for it. Wow. How'd they get the keys? The keys were just somewhere. Like, they were in a known location. You could just go and get That them. is poor management. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, end of the day, the work got done, apart from the time that one of them misaimed and perforated a one-ton bag of powder, rather than the pallet that it was on. Now, you see, if I was the person responsible for that, I'd be like, oh, I'm going for my outbreak. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> So this this bag of shit just went everywhere. It's basically just synthetic hemoglobin. And when you got it into your clothes, it was like black powder until it took moisture and then it turned blood red because it was essentially blood. Yeah, like... I, I, was, I wasn't sure I heard you correctly, but I was like, hemoglobin, isn't that blood? Yeah, it's it's the stuff that makes oxygen stick to yeah. it. Oh. Um, it was meant to be, to be a soil additive to get oxygen into plant. And I was going home on the bus and I looked like I'd murdered someone because it was summer and I started sweating and it turned this black stuff into like literally red. <laughs> One of my favourite things is uh, back in the 90s in WWE, we're really getting off topic, but I don't give a shit. Um, there was a t- there was a trio team called the Brood, and their gimmick was they were vampires. And uh, okay. what their leader, Gangrel, would do to who he was feuding, more often than not, was uh, give someone a bloodbath, which is the lights would go out, you'd hear a splash, and then when the lights came back on, the ring and the person in it would be covered in, in blood. And yep. everyone would be like, oh, they're covered in blood, oh, by God. Um, <laughs> and um, Edge recently returned, and he gave someone a blood bath, um, which is Gangrel's gimmick, but he was part of the brood, so it was fine. It's not infringement. And um, they're PG now. 
now, WWE. That's their gimmick. Okay. Which means they can't say the word blood. Also, they can't use blood. So instead of being blood, it was just black. Paint. Oh, black. And instead of red. <laughs> and yeah, they covered the person in this. And on the commentary, oh, he's covered in viscous fluid. Ooh, and it's no, like, that's, that's, oh. That's worse. That's like bile. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> oh, we can't say blood. Oh, it's it's viscous fluid. And it's like, oh, no. Nobody knows what blood is. Like, if you've gotten to age five, not knowing what blood is, then you have lived such a sheltered life that you're never going to be a human being. Oh, it's not that. Five, not so bad. Ten, yeah, I agree, but five. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. parent, you're not going to make it to five without bleeding. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> have you ever met a toddler? <laughs> They're dumb. Um... <laughs> You can be the most overprotective parent in the world. Your pe- your kid is still going to run into a wall at least once. Yeah, yeah. They've just discovered oh, running. Man. What do you think's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's like walking, but I can get to where I want to be faster. And I have more energy when I get there. So what am I going to do? I'm going to run back as well. I miss having that amount of energy. That amount of courage in my life. I've just discovered this new thing. It's go- It makes me move very fast and I have very little control because I'm a toddler. But I'm still going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But also, you don't have as far to fall. So if you do trip over and eat shit, then like you're not gonna bite your tongue off with the. Impact. I also feel like your bones are softer. Uh, when you're really little, yes. Ah, uh, maybe not by running um, age then, but you know. But like, yeah, you've got a higher concentration of just cushioning rather than. You've just... also got less bones, haven't you? I think you so. Do, there's yeah. less of a like, chance you, you of, uh, of breaking. Adi- like you grow additional bones as you get older, I believe. Yeah, like especially like football because there's like a million. Bones. And this conversation is now making me uncomfortable because now I'm really aware of my skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No. <laughs> that's, that's a quote for the ages. <laughs> Do you never get that? Yeah, yeah. A lot of the time, I'm just, I just, not skeleton in particular, but like a lot of things just make me feel really more. I can hear my bones. Like, <laughs> oh, I can, I can hear my bones all the time, but like when like someone someone will show like I don't know a picture of Jesus with the thing through his hands and I'm like okay that's just all the time but then they'll go, get really visceral with it pull the thing out and like oh okay I can see through to the other Stop. side I can see all this Stop. viscera now I feel mortal Stop. <laughs> yes, it's not even about yes, feeling yes, mortal yes. I see injuries and I go oh that would feel bad oh I can feel it Yeah. <laughs> watching yeah. Hannibal was a chore <laughs> because of that um, you can't see it but my, my hands are now trembling because I'm now also feeling mortal after just describing it huh. oh no, night he's immortal let's talk about that uh <laughs> yeah um steven sets his jaw like he said in the early stages after he wakes up in the middle of a field we do get quite the comical shot of the guy in the window giving him a wave back and then his friend <laughs> giving him a fucking punch and going what are you doing we meant to shoot this motherfucker yeah yeah because he doesn't know he doesn't know that the guys are there to you know murder him or he's there to mu- he's there to murder them and they're there to defend themselves but nobody's a good guy in this situation oh no like Cause... he is because considering what Harrow is doing. Yeah, yeah. Grand scheme of things, like, Moon Knight is arguably on the side of good, even though he uses ruthless methods. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, but yeah, we don't get the Mark segments at all early on. Yes, because, and I love, it, it annoyed me later on when they did it with other segments, but it's a very good trick that they're using. Yes, yes. Where we are using, we're getting the point of view of the one character that we're meant to empathise yes. with. And we learn pretty early on to empathise with Stephen, because he's cute, he, basically. Listen, if you're not <laughs> won over by Later's Gators, 
you're not human. Yeah. <laughs> Latest gators. It's fucking adorable. <laughs> How the... Uh, all right, fucking, we'll get it over early and early. Yeah, we'll get it over... We'll get it over with early. There we go. That's English. Um, fucking kudos to Oscar Isaac. He's not the first person in the world to play multiple characters in the same uh, in the same show. But there's times when he seems like a different person when he's Mark as opposed to Stephen, which is the point. Yeah, he's just I like, get it. Yeah, he just like um, lets his face just kind of slacken off and look more innocent. Like, it is a very nice way of portraying multiple people in the same body. And like, even um, later yeah, on when we get that one scene of Jake, he is, he looks insane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, oh, here's a, here's a fun one. Whenever you see both uh, Mark and Steven in the same shot, sometimes, like, if you don't see them face on, you see like one of them from like behind, like cheek and nose. That's his brother. That's cool. That's good. That's an awesome thing to do. Yeah. So it's Oscar Isaac's brother using a prosthetic nose. Sure. No, that's great. If you, yeah. yeah Two birds with one right. stone. It's Congratulations. Easy. You got your brother a job and also that makes this effect real easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like how whenever Tom, there's a Tom Hanks character in a video game, it's voiced by his brother. Because mm, Tom mm. Hanks ain't going to do that shit. <laughs> No. <laughs> Not for the price that the video game's gonna be willing to pay yeah. for. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we get little uh, snippets of another life cropping in here and there after the whole mission that happens and goes wrong and all that. Oh, like the, like the goldfish. I do also want another shout I give a quick shout out to Conchu always talking mad shit about Steven while Steven's in control. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's the buffoon. <laughs> Just constantly giving him shit. Um, but yes, about the fish and stuff, uh, I definitely put it in the notes and that is I do appreciate that even in the first episode we've got so much evidence that Mark gives a shit about Stephen yeah he wants Stephen to have a not so much a an easy life but a quiet and um, uh, it, pleasant he life. does his best to not fuck with it in any way possible like it's very clear that his fish dies overnight so Mark tries incredibly desperately to find a fish that looks exactly the same in a nice callback to last week's well not not even last week in a nice callback to the Xanathoth part of the <laughs> Oh, that's not been. That's not out. Yeah, it's not out yet. <laughs> people aren't gonna know what you're on about. Apologies, apologies, people. Zip it, zip it, zip it, zip it. Yeah, like um, and obviously he goes through painstaking work to avoid stepping in sand to get out of bed, yeah. and he puts himself back in the ankle thing so Stephen doesn't suspect anything. Yeah, because Stephen has woken up in the past, like miles away from home, not knowing how he's gotten there, and just thinking he's been on a fucking sleepwalk. Yeah. And uh, apart from the one time he woke up in Manhattan or whatever. <laughs> um, well, we'll get to that in episode six, I suppose. But um, yeah, <laughs> the uh, the thing is as well that um, he misses days at a time without realizing it. Could you imagine fucking living like that? Oh yeah, that's it's rough. Like he misses a date because he's missed like entire two days. In it's between. like uh, yeah, it, it was like um, last I checked, Friday still comes. Oh, Saturday still comes after Friday. Yeah, that might be so, but it's Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. Oh, also he's vegan. Well, is he? <laughs> Until he's not anymore. <laughs> oh my days, my heart really felt for him when he was, was in that real depression spell of I guess I'll have a steak yeah, in it what part of the, what steak yeah. would you like oh the best one uh, the best and I'm one. like oh <laughs> you're being so precious you fuck <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we get introduced to Arthur Harrow, and that's Ethan Hawke. He appears to be ginger in the comics. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't know. Like like I say, we've uh, we've not... Well, I've not read the, read the I comic. didn't click on the link because I was like, if I don't go down this link, I'm going to spend all day in a wiki dive on Moon Knight villains, and I don't have the time yep, for that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, But I looked at the picture next to the link, and it's like, oh, Arthur Harrow is apparently ginger in the comics. Um, but yeah, Harrow's a real fuck, and yeah, he's played by Ethan God damn hawk and i flipped out when i saw even goddamn hawk and 
went, that's Ethan Goddamn Hawk. <laughs> I've seen him in a few cowboy movies and he's always good in them. Yeah, and it is some really good cult leader stuff. Like, his entire shtick in this is he is a cult yeah. leader. And um, he does a real good job of portraying the cult as a place that a normal person might want to be in. In his defense, if you're a good person, or, you know, never yeah. destined to do anything evil or vile, it's a pretty good place to be. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, here's the problem <clears throat> that he has this entire cult of these people, and they do end up doing murders and all that. Yes, but it's so... murders in the name of good, so that makes it okay. Ooh. Here's the problem, right, with the bar. We don't know what the bar is. No, All we no. know is the bar is if you're destined to do anything evil, then you're fucked. But who defines evil? Yeah. In this case, it mm -hmm, has to, mm -hmm. you have to assume it's Armit, but we can't speak with Armit, so we don't really know. And in fact, we learn later on that Armit seems to claim that her and Conchu have the exact same values, but Conchu disagrees heavily yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah. Armit thinks that um, the only difference is that she wants to punish things before they happen, whereas Conchu is like, okay, you say that, but destiny can change and choices can can change you need to let people have the choice and sometimes the choice is to do good like we see the the fallout of this in the okay we'll get we'll, to it we'll get to it we'll get talk. to it but like Conchu does uh point out Amit's immediate hypocrisy in that uh Harrow is not balanced and yet she's choosing Harrow as her fucking avatar so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those where you can't have it both ways, I'm afraid. Yeah. Is it episode one where Harrow um, confronts Stephen really early on? Uh, it's episode two. Episode one... Is it episode two where he does e that? Okay, he just sends a jackal after him. Yeah, episode... Oh, yeah, okay, he kind of confronts... Yeah, he does actually have a face-to-face -face with Stephen. You're right, right at the end, just before the jackal. But uh, he has the real yeah. conversation with him in episode two. Yeah. Okay, so episode one, they do the scale reading. Yes. And he says, the scales can neither balance nor not, so this is like avoid judgment yeah i can tell that there's a lot of chaos within you and then he sends a jackal after him uh, to be fair he doesn't send the jackal after him until he runs away yeah <laughs> although that that's not really much of a consolation i suppose yeah um <laughs> uh, but yeah i think that's nope more it's nearly it for episode I... one because at the end of episode one they lock themselves into the yeah. toilet and Stephen has a and, conversation uh, with mark for probably the first time yeah through the mirror yes. which is a good effect in and of itself and, if a bit generic yeah yeah and uh we get the first shot of moon knight man Beating the ever-loving shit out of this jackal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ending shot of Moon Knight just standing up after killing this beast is the shot where I went, okay, yeah, this looks good and I want to see more. Yeah, that's the shot that sold my folks on it yeah. as well. Because until then, it was just basically a, uh, oh yeah, here's a cute little guy who does stuff and like there's no superheroes in the superhero movie yet. Even though, you know, it's not a movie, but you know what I mean. I mean, might as well. Once you've um, had two episodes, that's movie length. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like anyone who knows Moon Knight knows that something was gonna... They're, they're setting up the personality that's not Moonlight. Moonlight? Moon Knight, mm -hmm, even. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Yeah, 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 yeah. And they did a really good job. Yeah, they made us care about the the B-side, as it were. Like, we don't know that he's the B-side until later, unless you're a fan of the <laughs> comics and you know it already. I, I, I knew about Mark's three personalities, at least the main ones. By the way, he has more than that from time to time, depending on who's writing him, but it's all, he always yeah. has at least the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the end of episode one. Yeah, let's move to episode two um, then, I guess. Yeah, um, Stephen learns a bit more about being Mark Spector. Including finding a goddamn gun and passport. Yeah, and a phone. Oh, that comes beforehand. Um, th he finds the gun and passport when he goes to the storage locker. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, the, he, the first thing he finds, he finds the phone in his house. Yes. With a load of missed texts and calls from Layla. Yeah, and he's like, uh, uh, it's so adorable when he phones her up and goes, hello? <laughs> <laughs> and she thinks he's bullshitting her. Which, honestly, don't blame her. Absolutely not. Um, because he's been gone for however long. Um, wanted to divorce her 
and basically he needs to sign the divorce papers to finalize the divorce that's a fucking real life scenario for a lot of people yeah yeah and um yeah he, he, he gets he gets to the storage locker which is conveniently mirrored he probably has it <laughs> mirrored because mark probably foresaw this con this happening potentially at one point maybe so maybe or it so. might not have been mark's doing it might have been jake's yeah yeah possibly. but uh we know we know that even by the end of the series mark and steven don't know about they probably suspect there's a third personality because they still chain themselves to the bed but um yeah yeah and uh, they both know about the thing in what episode three and again in episode six yeah they know they blacked out but they don't know what happened yeah but it's they, they both they both know they blacked out and they both know that murders have been happening it's since. kind of weird isn't it because you'd think there'd be a conversation with layla after episode six to say yeah so what exactly happened because she saw it <laughs> yeah and she basically just looks at them and goes what the fuck <laughs> but yeah we'll get to those so yeah um, this episode is mostly set we... up and you can't blame them it's episode goddamn two yeah we see the CCTV footage as well of the um, jackal attacking him in the museum and it's just him running through the museum on his did own I, um, and then things fall Did over. I write the thing about um, Jojo? Yeah you did they work on Stan logic. Yeah kind of makes sense because Stan's a kind of Egyptian anyway Oh yeah 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 like the original ones uh, anyway, Yeah 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 all the, all the second generation I don't know man Stans are weird huh? but if you do not have a stand <laughs> you cannot see them the user must be nearby Yeah yeah fair enough <laughs> like, I know very little about Jojo uh, Listen if you see a stand out in the wild and you're a stand user you're just like there's a stand the user must be nearby and that's the meme okay. but then the, the <laughs> meme is actually it could be anyone and it's like a game of spot the protagonist it's like you've got a bunch of generic looking people here's this guy with a wild hairstyle that's red and it's like I wonder who yeah, the stand yeah. user is and he's doing everything in his power to contain his nipples while the rest of his chest is bare nipples <laughs> what are we talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah interesting and obviously we get the first uh, sign that at least how can Stephen have had this job for so long considering he's missed days at a time from time to time and not had at least a conversation with HR to say is everything okay yeah and it's it seems to be the uh, the straw that breaks the camel's back that he broke the toilet to be fair it did get fucked yeah he fucked up the entire toilet like, it, it won't one to like the other day when I was at work um <laughs> shall I even tell this story yeah fuck it um did someone blow up the toilet yeah that someone was me um no okay. I I don't like <laughs> shit in at work because I, my shits are vile yeah. <laughs> as most people's shits are and um, I was halfway through through my shift and I'm in the middle of doing something and I'm like oh bit of a oh bit of a pain in my stomach and I went I'll power Bubble and I'm happening. like I'll power through this it goes away and then it comes back about five minutes later and I go nope Leave the yeah. leave the uh, <laughs> leave the shop floor go upstairs there's a person in the bathroom and I'm like Oh, I hope you go away in like a minute. I go to the stool, I sit down, and I hear the door open and close, and I go, thank fuck. Um, do my business. <laughs> and yeah, I uh, I never want to shit in a public to toilet when people are around. Yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say... Like, it's a normal thing sometimes for people to be a shy pooer. I'm not shy. I don't care. If I need a shit, I need a shit. But yeah. I remember when I had a dump at your house and uh, yeah. it was late night and we'd been living on takeaways for about three days. So everyone was a bit disgusting. And um, yep, yep. I remember it was... <laughs> It was a very loud farting noise as I was as I was letting go, and Chris was walking past, and he just went nice, and I just started laughing, so I'm laughing, and then my ass is going, pff, 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 
in time with my laughter and it was the funniest shit ever. But it's fine. Who am I? I don't give a shit about shitting uh, and um, people I know hearing me. People know. I've, everybody poops. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, I work with these people and I don't want my standing to be lowered for no reason because no, I work no. with teenagers and teenagers are dicks. Yeah. Well, they're also the ones most likely to laugh at farting and shit. So Very fair. Anyway, that's a tangent about me needing to poo at work and why I don't poo at work if I can help it. That, yeah, that one time you did a poo. Yeah. Seriously, I give myself a pat on the back if I poo at work because I'm like, that shit's intense. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, this is the one where they, uh, they have the chat in the village as well. Isn't yes, it? and the two dodgy coppers so, are sent after him. Yeah, Harrow's got this entire village of cultists mm-hmm. that's like this super socialist paradise and he tells the story about, oh yeah, we can get Amit to um, judge people before they do evil. And Stephen goes, yeah, but what about kids? Uh, I mean, yes, it's, it's one of those where like it's a fundamentally good trait of well, even children. It's like, even children, if they're going to do evil, then they need to go. And it's like, yeah, nah, I ain't alright with that. And I think that's exactly what he says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's a really interesting thing in that, uh, and, and Marvel does this or not, in which they take mythology and they basically warp it into a way that they can tell a story. And um, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong on this one, because I'm not well adept. Uh, yeah, well adept in knowledge when it comes to Egyptian gods. It wasn't my passion, as it were. I much prefer Greek, Roman, Norse, uh, Chinese to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but that's less mythology and more history. But whatever. Um, Anubis is the actual person with the scales yeah. who judges. He puts a heart on the scale. If it's um, a bad one and it doesn't outweigh the bullshit, um, <laughs> does it not then get? I think Armit is the giant croc, and this the only reason is because I saw the design of Armit now. Pretty sure Armit is the giant crocodile that bad hearts get fed to if they're not good enough for the afterlife. I think so. I think they're glossing over Anubis in this. Oh, well, they have to because, uh, again, they've given Armit the scales and Tema, well, 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 Hippo Lady uh, is... Th- well, yeah, she's basically the equivalent of yeah. Sharon, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what I think um, people were theorising is that there was a big old theory that Harrow wasn't just an avatar, he actually was Anubis. Except he's not, he wasn't an avatar at all. Yeah, he was a human. But before the final episode where it was just, re- it wasn't so much revealed that he was just a human but they just went the entire episode and squashed the theory for what it's worth I I would never have bought that as viable sure uh, I didn't even hear that one crop up and I've been on the Marvel subreddit which I now yeah, I, ha- yeah, I now yeah. have to avoid until midnight <laughs> don't spoil multiverse yeah, of yeah. madness people don't be a dick no no well I think we should pop a thing in that it's also spoilers abound like we've we talked about it's basically the, episode one and two it's already. in the description yeah like <laughs> if you don't read the description sorry but you should read descriptions <laughs> what can I say yep yep Yep. <laughs> and yeah, Layla pops in. She starts on the motorcycle. She's a, she's her own little badass, and uh, she's a fun character to have around. I don't remember there being a motorcycle she... in episode two, but it has been four weeks. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I know there's a motorcycle early on, at least. Sure. Um, and yeah, they she, she goes through the motions of yeah, here's here's your divorce papers. This is what you wanted, right? And Stephen's like, I'd never divorce you, and that really fucks with her, and she makes her really angry, and rightly so. Yeah, but also Layla's pretty quick on her feet, and she quickly finds out that. Stephen is telling the truth and is not Mark. Yeah, especially since Mark's um, not Mark. Stephen's interests line up with Layla's like very. Closely. We don't find that out until a bit later, though. Do we not? I thought this was pretty much now. no. In this episode, they pretty much spend the entire episode fighting for their goddamn lives. Okay. I think there's okay. a brief moment. Actually, you might be correct. There might be a brief moment where Stephen is gushing when they're in uh, Harrow's man cave and yeah. there's a bunch of Egyptian artifacts and he's like, "Oh, that's blah 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 blah," and Layla's like, "Focus, because we're gonna." Yeah. And then. <laughs> <laughs> she she's like summon the suit, Mark or Stephen, whatever, and then they can't. Um, and then, yeah, 
you would get the shot of Stephen summoning his own. That's super- not until he's thrown out the window. Isn't that this episode though? Yeah, no, I, I know, but it doesn't happen right there and then. Is what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, he, he he gets thrown out the window. He does the superhero landing. Damn near breaks his leg, but thankfully the suit is now manifested and he can heal. But the best part is, is uh, he's like, oh, I'm real. He falls over. I'm, well I'm real <laughs> dapper in this suit as he looks in a mirror and Mark's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, and his defense is, I was told to summon the suit. It's a good justification, and um, yeah, this is a suit that is from the comics. It's just uh, it's when he's yeah. uh, masquerading as a Mister Knight. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's a good costume, and I do like the idea that uh, depending on who manifests the suit depends on what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Like I I like the suit suit, but the head just just reminds me of Deadpool all the time. Like being that uh, that angular and hugging to the face while also being clearly thick. Yeah, I get you. Um, and then having obviously the white eyes. Not something you get quite so much with Spider Man because he's got a lot more um, things going on with uh, with his head. Yeah, sure. But, uh, it's but, one yeah. of those where. Uh, it's a good design I like it I get where you're coming from yeah. but like I don't think you can really criticise it for that because there's a lot of superheroes who have that kind of design for their mask it's not a, It's not so much a critique as something that I noticed yeah, fair enough I also don't think it holds a candle to actual Moon Knight's outfit oh totally 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 like there's something iconic about like specifically the uh, widow's peak on the hood yeah I think that is like the most iconic part of the design yeah. it, it's a good design um, there's not much else to say and the uh, I think the second part that's iconic is obviously turning into a big letter C. Uh, and, I, uh... <laughs> I think it's dumb, but it's fine. It's great. It's comic shit. Um, <laughs> I do like how Steven manages to get one good punch in on the beastie before tagging out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, it, even uh, even just before he tags out, Mark goes, okay, that was a good punch. Do you want to hand it over to me now? <laughs> well, it's good because it lets, uh, lets us know that he's not completely defenseless, even though he should be protected. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it for episode uh, We end the episode with the knowledge that Harrow now has the Scarab and he's pissed off to Egypt and we end this with an awesome shot of Cairo. Yes, yes. And the Scarab was, it was in the museum, wasn't it? Uh, no. Uh, Stephen slash Mark just had it on them during that scene, okay. uh, you know, where yeah, they first, yeah, uh, they... Where, you know, where he wake, wakes up during the fight and then he tries to give it to Harrow and then Harrow obviously, he doesn't do it because can't you? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, then Mark makes him punch himself in the face or whatever. <laughs> Which seems to be a, a general thing of Mark being able to take control of one, fi- one fist be able to punch Steven in the Which face. is not how that fucking mental illness actually works. No, no. But, you know, you've got to have some kind of um, breaks from reality. Oh, that's fine. I'm just, I just wanted to... For, for the cinematic just side. Just want to yeah. say, for the sake of the audience, <laughs> I'm glad that yeah, later yeah. on with the episode four and five stuff, they show how fucked up this mental illness is in an attempt to uh, curtail people going, look, I've got so-and-so. Because, you know, there's always that problem of glorifying this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's it, it should Your takeaway should be man, this would be real fucking rough to live with. Not, oh, that's awesome. I wish I had that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I uh, I just wanted a little PSA halfway through our episode, probably seeing as we're on episode three. Yep, yep. <laughs> so yeah, we're into episode three. We do see, like you, like you put in the notes, we get the first hint of Jake Lockley being in there somewhere. I was so excited. Oh, because as soon, as soon as it cut away and then the fighting was done, I was like, they've done this before. <laughs> yeah, like we've seen we've seen uh, the character that we're focusing on lose control, lose focus, and then they cut back to when it's done. Mm. We've seen that happen, but now we're following both Mark and Steven. So it's like, ah, oh, hmm, something has happened. Something has changed. Yeah, one of the interesting things, and I think I briefly touched upon it during the uh, history discussion, is um, in the comics, Mark Spector is the most ruthless personality. He is the mercenary. He gets shit done. Yes. 
And uh, yes, it's yes, a yes. nice little play with expectations for people who know the character that uh, Jake is actually the most fucked up one. Yeah, yeah. The one that actually just goes goes and does murders rather than mercenary. Also, work. speaking of just doing murders, um, holding the dude over the fucking edge and Conchu just goes, he'll talk. I thought he'd talk. It was so <laughs> fucking funny. It shouldn't have been as funny as it was. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, the guy's like, I'm not I'm not going to talk and I'm not going to be held by you. And he just goes, praise on it and just slashes his tie yeah. or the scarf or whatever you want to call it. I think it was more of a tie than a scarf, but eh. yeah. yeah. Um, as an aside, um, they focus a lot on Egypt in this show and uh, congratulations, yes. Egypt's got their first superhero on the big screen, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they don't get to see Multiverse of Madness oh, because no. of the big gay. Ah, I don't yes. even know who the gay character is in the movie, but we know there's uh, you know a gay character in the movie because it got first banned in China and then a bunch of other countries went, we don't want this gay shit because they're cowards. Shame, shame. Well, if they wait for it to come on Disney+, Plus, then they can use a VPN, but until then... It's still fucked. It definitely is. Like, we don't condone it as human beings. Nah, I, I for one am a fan of the gay shit. <laughs> no, 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 what I mean is we don't condone the censorship and going against oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know what I meant. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah. Uh, another thing as well is, um, and I'll, I'll bring this up now seeing as we're talking about controversies, um, bunch of people on the subreddit flowing, throwing bitch fits over... Oh, yeah. Gun. I heard about this when Harrow was talking about, like, uh, things in the past that has happened as, like, big old genocides and things like that. And he, he brings up the Armenian genocide. Oh, that was really early on. Yeah, I forgot about that. No, that, that wasn't yeah. Reddit's throwing a bitch fit. That was Turkey throwing a bitch fit. Yeah, Turkey threw a bitch fit because he didn't even say when the Turkish killed a bunch of Armenian no, people. No, because, because you can't even say Armenian genocide because it didn't exist according to Turkey. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the fact is, Turkey knew that's exactly what they meant and that's why they threw a bitch fit. No, you can't say the word who? Armenian genocide because it never happened. Full stop. That's what mm. Turkey's stance mm. is. Obviously, that's bullshit, but yeah, we're never going to yeah. be big enough to matter. We'll say what we fucking want. Um, <laughs> and even if we were big enough to matter, I don't think we care about our Turkish audience. Or at least not the Turkish audience that thinks the ge- uh, Armenian genocide never happened. But anyway, uh, no, this is a more recent bitch fit in that um, a Jewish audience okay. complains because Mark's Jewish faith is not explored as much as his Egyptian background. Sorry, not his Jewish faith, his Jewish background, because the character is Jewish, they're sure. correct, and they like to draw parallels to Daredevil and how Catholicism is a big part of that character, and they, they address that a lot in Daredevil. And Daredevil has 39 episodes. Yes, yeah, it has to see. <laughs> like, we see that his family have, like, the, the little skull cap on to denote that they're Jewish at the funerals and all mm-hmm. that. And that's basically what we see about, yes, this character is meant to be Jewish. Like, and it's one of those, man. Yeah. It's, um, they have clearly decided to focus more on the Egyptian aspect because, of course, they have. It's more important to Moon Knight, not Mark Spector, but Moon Knight. And even in the comics, yeah. they don't really dwell on it that much about the, uh, the, uh, Jewish background. Yeah, there is some kind of conflict between um, having a faith and having one god for your faith and then living in a world where there are other provable gods and you've sworn yourself Oh, you can't them. show off the Jewish faith part when he's literally serving as the avatar of a different god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like a big part of like Jewish law is, oh yeah, we had to fight, bleed and die to get out of Egypt. That's also in Christian law. <laughs> yeah, but it's the Jews. Yeah, I know, it? but it's one of those weird things, isn't it, where Christianity is just Judaism but we've got Jesus. 
I say I'm using yeah. the royal we because I don't believe in that shit. <laughs> it's yeah. just it's just the shit that was drilled in my head as a kid because good old C yeah, of E. I know what you mean though. It's one of those like if everybody believed in Jesus, there wouldn't be Jews anymore. They'd just or rather they wouldn't be Christians because they'd just be Jews. Huh? Like there wouldn't be two separate faiths if there wasn't a schism. Right? Yeah, because Christianity is just Judaism but with extra steps. Well, yeah. slash different steps. Like, whatever. I and mean, like Jesus was uh, hyped up as king of the Jews. Okay, here's the thing. Right, the only reason I know the him music yes my brother being an ass um okay <laughs> the um the only reason i know the difference between christianity and judaism is because future armor when they okay. sneak into a butt a bot mitzvah and uh fry goes up to the uh robot rabbi and goes hey so what's the deal with you guys do you just not believe in robo jesus and uh rap the, the robot rabbi goes we believe that he was built and that he was a very good robot but he was not our messiah and that's the reason why i know the key difference <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because I don't care about religion. <laughs> I disrespect all of them equally just by not believing any of them. I have tattoos. I'm not allowed in any religions. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Some more than mm-hmm. others. Um, but yeah, um, where were we on this one? We Yeah, we get to um, the convocation of the gods in this one, we? do. We? And much like much of the fan base, I got really pissed off with this scene. Yeah, because there's only like five of them. <laughs> there's only like five of them, but more importantly, they could have won here and there if they just let Stephen out. Yeah. Because Stephen is actually yeah. quite um, eloquent and can phrase his argument quite well. In fact, he can say, I'm not Mark Spector or Konshu, and this is all that happened to me, personally. This guy tried to kill me because of Armit bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know if they could get someone to swear truth in there, because, well, obviously not, because they can just have Harrow just bullshitting. <laughs> ah, yeah, Harrow gets on my nerves. But he's meant to, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the villain, he's meant to. Um, but, yeah, in the... Ch- in the trial scene we get pretty much a unanimous condemnation of Konshu Konshu gets imprisoned in a chess piece um, nope. well it's in the second the second time they come yeah back. but that's not till episode 4 they, was it not in episode oh three? sorry it happens at the end of this episode and at the beginning of the next episode slash you know uh, but I feel like there's more yeah. that happens in between so I don't know why you jump straight to it is more my point yeah I, I, yeah okay so I conflated the two before they head. yeah they, they tell him hey fuck with the sky again and I think it's specifically Horus or Ra I forget which one that says this uh, fuck with the sky again because that's my shit and you're in trouble so guess what yeah. um, but before that Layla actually has a as a hint and goes to it's not her ex but it's someone she knows very well and they go there they yeah. find the uh, sarcophagus and therefore the mummied remains of this guy whose name doesn't really matter it's a dude who knows where Armit is buried and they find the sky map mm-hmm. but we also get this great moment where Mark refuses to relinquish the body to Stephen during the bit that they need Stephen and then Stephen manages to take over while they're in the middle of fighting these jousting guys well it's not jousting it's an Egyptian form of it and it looks really interesting we don't get to dwell on it too much because Stephen very quickly while he's in Moon Knight uniform goes guys we can talk this out gets speared about four times and goes Mark I'm sorry you can have the body back Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that entire section was designated villain. Because this could have gone really well and really without a hitch if everyone was, you know, on the same side. But they're not. Like, the guy is a collector. He wants to keep his shit. And um, here's the thing. If heroes want to... Again, if Mark had gone as Stephen, he could have come up with some bullshit Egypt talk and just said, okay, yeah, this is what I want to look for. But, you know, not obviously what he wanted to look for, but, you know, bullshitted like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then when he was fucking with the thing and people saw him fucking with the thing, it would have been like... 
course he's fucking with the thing. He's looking for X, Y, Z. Yeah, rather than I'm fucking with something that's priceless, literally priceless, because there is only this of it in the universe. Yeah, and the only reason Mark even got so far is because Stephen was talking to him in a reflection, and Stephen didn't even need to do that, but even he acknowledged, I might not be in control, but Armit really does need to be stopped, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think this is the time when Stephen is actually coming round to actually helping, because before this he just wanted to... He wanted the relationship to end, <laughs> and for him to just have his body back. One of the ingredients very early on was, hey, if yeah. you help, you've got to go away, and Mark's like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those, like, as far as we're concerned, this is the contract. Like, they are antagonistic towards each other at this point, and at most points, and it's only really, like, the second half of the se- series that they're um, approaching friendly towards It takes other. murder. Yes. <laughs> it literally does, yeah. Uh, but yes, and, uh, uh, we get the obvious conundrum of, well, it's not that obvious, but it is in hindsight, of, uh, they look at the night sky, and they assemble the map, and they go, oh, fuck, Night Sky would have been completely different 3,000 years ago. Yeah, and uh, Contra goes, I remember that night, that was the night that I boned the uh, the friendly the friendly lady I god. Who, which don't <laughs> think he says that, or even implies it. Well, they used to be very close. Yeah, but Contra never not. says that. No, he doesn't say it, but it's like, I remember that night perfectly, because he was he spent it with her, is, is what I read I don't into remember it. him saying that, but again, it's been three weeks. Yeah, um, it's been but yeah, the, uh, yeah, But it's one of those annoying things where I think I even noted it down of, I'm pretty sure if they took like i know they were against the clock but if they took more time than none i'm sure they could have found a different <laughs> answer a different issue yeah a different um <laughs> a different solution that wouldn't have required conchu being entombed in stone yeah, yeah. thanks for the bless you rick yeah yeah well it, i just mocked you <laughs> no, no, I'm, uh, you can be blessed if I'm, you like i'm well aware i'm just saying the yeah. world knows okay. how inconsiderate you are uh, it's okay <laughs> you can't see if you're you I can't you see were... if you're listening but he's flipping me off right now no, i'm just under the table <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't believe in the mumbo-jumbo anyway, so being blessed is more of a curse. It's just polite, motherfucker. (laughs) I don't say bless you because I'm doing that old-school shit of thinking the soul is escaping the body, which, by the way, is why people say bless you. I think it wasn't it because it was the uh, bubonic plague. No, originally it was fucking crazy Christians thinking the soul was escaping the body with a sneeze, so people would say bless you and it would make the soul retreat back into the body. Okay, I thought it was during the plague, and if you sneezed, that was the first clue that you were going to die in a couple of days. So if someone blessed you, then at least... No, that as your... no, that that <laughs> doesn't make sense for many reasons. Mostly because a lot of things can make you sneeze. Yeah, but around that time. But this existed before, is what I'm saying. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, we get um, to the tomb of Alexander the Great. Yeah, and Fate's fans rejoice. I think is the exact wording I put. <laughs> uh, I actually didn't bother doing my further research, but um, I was actually unaware that uh, Alexander the Great had uh, Egyptian burial rites performed on him. But I also acknowledged that again. Marvel just does shit that seems cool, so that might not actually be accurate. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, um, in, according to Marvel lore, he always wanted to be referred to as Egyptian rather than Macedonian. I don't think that's true used... in real life, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, right? And then they, the only reason that they know that it's that it's Alexander the Great is because it also has Macedonian script mm. there. Yeah. When they said Macedonian uh... script, I went, that's weird. There's only one famous Macedonian that matters, and that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> 
So yeah, he was revealed to have been the last voice of Amit. Mm, which I don't and, like for many reasons, but whatever. And it also kind of implies that, well, it's one of those. She, she says that her last avatar was balanced, had yeah. balanced scales and she got entombed in stone for it. But I... Well, she, she ended up entombed in stone as a result of that. Yeah, but the reason I don't like it is it implies that the only reason Alexander the Great was able to conquer as much shit as he did is because he had illegal help from a god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, can we talk about this fucking Marvel trope that gets on my tits. Here, we're introducing this new all-powerful force that's all-powerful and can do anything. Oh, but we are sworn to just watch because fuck you. Happened with the fucking... What are they called? The Immortals? No. They are the Eternals. Eternals. Oh, the Eternals are the most agreed. Yeah, we've got Eternals, we've yeah. got the fucking Council of Gods, we've got pretty much every every person who gets introduced as a new mega face. Just like, why haven't you done anything before now? I swore to only observe. Yeah. The Watcher. The Watcher's, fu- the, the the watcher's fine because he sticks to it. Yeah, yeah. Apart from the one time that he Yeah, does. but the only reason he does that doesn't stick to it is because he doesn't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> and also, the guy is, in, is infiltrating all of the other universes by that point. Like, it's really it's really frustrating in that one episode with widow and hawkeye which just like it's there i can do a wind and blow it over but i must not interfere and then you know i bet he wish he fucking interfered quicker after when ultron punches him in the face yeah <laughs> sorry that was a quiet burp but it's gonna it's gonna come up on the waves sorry <laughs> that's okay i've sneezed already yep yep um but yeah we get some tomb stuff they go down the throat of alexander the great and then harrow comes in because of course he does and he glocks a motherfucker yeah he does <laughs> and i think he's exactly words were i can't save those who don't want to be saved yeah and um for those of you who think they know what's going on the final scene will just prove to you no you don't because <laughs> we get the first shot of the afterlife i really fucking dug this more so in retrospect because they played with the trope very well because this isn't the yes. first time we've had oh it was all a dream all along and they're actually just a mental patient and it's like obviously this is a flip in that uh actually that's the made up world but yeah. uh yeah you know it's a very nice play on it in mm-hmm. my opinion mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, and totally. Uh, like we've, we've like you say we've seen the uh, all just a dream thing before, and me and my folks we were basically going if they pull the all the all just a dream card, I'm going to I'm going to flip a table. That's fair. That is the usual response. Uh, Rick, you actually revealed to me not too long ago that uh, until the credits or un- sorry until he got referred to as Harrow, you didn't actually recognize yeah. Ethan Hawke as Ethan Hawke. No, I didn't. So like I'm not a Western guy. I I take things as they come. I didn't know that the doctor that was referred to as Harrow was Harrow or was meant to be Harrow until either somebody referred to it as him or the subtitles referred to it as him like you know when the subtitle gives you a yeah it um, says Harrow player name colon blah 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 yeah. it's uh it's one of those things where uh I, I have a heavy suspicion that what actually happened is Ethan Hawke saw Oscar Isaac doing all of these characters and went I can do that too <laughs> even though <laughs> yeah guys are goddamn chameleon like change hair uh put glasses on giving himself a mustache and complete shift in demeanor mm-hmm. i think the only thing the two ca- the two characters as it were have in common is they both use a cane yeah um but that's obviously done deliberately yeah uh the it's it's the one thing that ties it together for it, us as it's really odd actually because i had the uh, pretty much the opposite reaction as you in that uh yeah when Ethan hawk appeared as harrow at first i was like i know that person because he looked different because him in his uh psychiatrist look is what he usually looks yeah. like okay. uh, <laughs> apart from the uh yeah, apart yeah, from the little mustache. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You said you, you said to me when I said this, and you said, "Well, I knew it was Ethan Hawke because that's what Ethan Hawke looks yeah. like." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
I've never seen that fuck with long hair, so it was really odd when he was, you know, Harrow with the hippy dippy hairstyle. But yeah. Yeah. Wavy gravy. Yeah. <laughs> and we get our first hints that Stephen Grant is the made up persona when we, see, we the first view we get is uh, Mark Spector watching a movie of an adventurer called Stephen Grant. Although this Stephen Grant might yeah. be in the next episode. I can't remember. I think there was a little bit. Yeah, that's the it's, it's the beginning of the next episode when we were uh, when we were introduced to Doctor Harrow and that. The end of four is just the hippo. Yes, but we do have at least one session with Harrow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the end of episode four when he gets shot and dies and goes to the afterlife. The only bit of the afterlife we really see is the hippo. Okay, sure. I I think I might be getting confused. I think the end of episode four we might see a poster for the adventures of Stephen Grant in the background. I definitely remember there being a reference to it in episode four at the very least. Uh, we also okay, get think... our second look at Jake Lockley. Yeah, as a sarcophagus. Because we got Stephen out of a sarcophagus and then when yep. we see this other one and it's just rattling with rage and it's got a slight red tin, you're like, open it please and... Uh, yeah, that's your number three. <laughs> and like, again, they're not being subtle that that's the number three because again, it's the way Stephen was kept. Yeah, like even the start of episode six in the last time on Dragon Ball Z bit, they just show the third sarcophagus. Yeah, which in hindsight, we like, know why they did that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, my dad would not shut the fuck up about the third sarcophagus. I don't blame him, it's the most interesting part. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I liked the working your way through the history in that episode where like we're, we're, we are very definitely episode five now. Before, going b- through before, the, can we um, just hold one moment? Why is that hippo so cute? It's the voice. But why is it so and cute? It overpowers the appearance of a hippo, which we know are killers. Yeah, it's the voice and the ears twitching. Maybe, but it's so... Ad- oh, the way she reacts to Stephen and Mark screaming is just, hello. It's Oh, it's <laughs> precious. I think, no, I think she says hello and then Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And I think that I think yeah. when we get and, to the next yeah. episode, Stephen goes, "Huh, hip, hip, hippo." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is the this is also the first time we've seen Stephen and Mark as separate entities. Yes. Well, if you don't count uh, the mirror shit, yes. Which yeah, yeah. kind of don't. But as separate entities that can touch each other and they hug each other to scream at the hippo. To be fair, <laughs> even if it wasn't a magic talking hippo, hippos are scary. Yes, they, are they are more deadly than crocodiles. Mm, mm. If you take out insects and um, and shit like that, they are the deadliest animal in Africa. Yes. Yeah, Africa's absolutely. a big place. <laughs> they don't even they don't even eat people. They just get really territorial and are very good at being territorial. Yeah, and the worst thing is is their sweat is pink, so whenever you see them in the water, they look like they're swimming in blood. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we get to see the uh, the origin of Stephen Grant. This uh, episode is a real gut punch, and again, I, I joked about the retail shit being too real, and then you got this shit where I'm sure there's people who saw this episode and had flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, there's instances of abuse for things that were basically beyond child's control. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't want to completely shit on um, Mark's mother in that a traumatic event like that. It's it does it's entirely up. believable that that will fuck someone up, and it's not the person's fault. However, that doesn't yeah. give blanket forgiveness because there's no excuse to whack a child with a belt. No, no. Like <laughs> you don't strike a child like that, and you don't make it the rest of your life's goal to make the child's life hell. And honestly, my heart aches most. Mostly for the dad. Yeah, because the dad's like he's seen he he's lost a son and he's seen another son be dry, driven away by a woman who he still loves. It's one of those where I think the flashback where Mark is pissing off to join either the military or his first mercenary band. It's hard to tell which. Uh, the exact yeah. conversation he has with the dad is the dad says, "I can't lose another son." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as usual, the dad gets progressively younger. Oh, well, <laughs> as the scenes, 
as the scenes progress. Like, he goes from being a believably aged dad to being basically the same age as Oscar Isaac. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> that's only so much you can do, isn't there? But um, yeah, it's totally. one of those where, before we get to the meat of the, the actual point where Stephen and Mark can no longer be separate, um, yeah. I do just want to touch on another thing that the Marvel Reddits in particular have been fucking arguing over. <laughs> okay. Worst parent in the MCU. They immediately put this woman at the top and it's like, oh, not even close. <laughs> yeah, she is a cunt, <laughs> but you can explain it. And I think the reason why it hits a lot of people is, again, that real- realness factor. But you've got Thanos, who literally sacrificed his the daughter he enjoyed and completely tortured yeah. and fucked up the other one. Because he had a very clear favourite, and that's never no. okay. And then you've got fucking Ego, who had yeah. many yeah. and many and many and many a child and killed all of them except for Quill because he had the powers that he wanted. And even then, he only wanted those yeah. powers to serve as like some kind of weird form of battery. Yeah, basically just food for the next few yeah. years. And uh, also, you know, put a tumour in his wife's head. Because otherwise he wouldn't have been able to stand to leave. Even though, you know, he's immortal. He just well, it's like, he's, yeah, he's, he's immortal, immortal and she's not. There's only going to be like 30, 40 years anyway, bud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I digress a little bit. But yeah, not even close. Even Odin's probably worse. <laughs> Considering what human beings know about Odin in regular... Well, I meant, yeah, I meant Odin in MCU exclusively. Sure, sure. He's a dick to Helen Loki yeah. and he wonders why they turned out the way they did. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, yeah. Apparently the uh, the Odinson way is to be extra as hell and be absolute super drama queens when drawing daggers and it's just Thor that's the odd one out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the culmination of the, the mom storyline is the funeral. Yes, you got Mark drinking out of a out of an obvious container that clearly has whiskey but they don't say that so they can get away with it and uh, the, 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 the dad spotting him out the window and beckoning him in and it, you just get that shake yeah. of the head and like I don't think it can be understated how much power and determination it took Mark just to get that far. Oh, absolutely. Like, a funeral like that is normally to make sure someone's dead. Yeah, I guess so. It's it's a weird one, but my heart breaks when he turns into Stephen down the road. Yeah, and he doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know why he's there. And he rings his mum. Mm. And, and I'm not, this, I'm not gonna even, it closes I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I fucking cried. <laughs> Yeah, it closes the loop. This is why he's always leaving voicemail messages to his mum, mm. ending them with a good old latest, latest gators, and why he never gets any response because obviously she's long dead by that yeah. point. Yeah, but it get well about at most two months, but that's still fresh. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then we get that part where we get another scene with Harrow and uh, Stevens out, and he doesn't know what the fuck's going on, and Harrow just reminds him that his mum is in fact gone, and my heart gets crushed yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, because even the even Doctor Harrow is going. Would you like to speak to her? And he pretends to ring her up and then passes the phone to him and it's just the dial tone. It's like, yeah, she's gone. Which, uh, <laughs> I'm not a therapist, but I'm not sure that's something you should do. Yeah, that does seem unreasonably cruel for someone who's meant to be sympathetic in the moment. Like, okay, it's Harrow. He's not a good guy. Yeah, but it's implied but that the... Dr. Harrow is. Yeah, Dr. Harrow is meant to be at least... Trying to assist. Like, yeah, even when... At least trying to perform... Even when Mark gets violent and he gets the two bodyguards in, he's like... Like, don't hurt him when he's being dragged yeah. away. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah. he's meant to be a sympathetic role in this particular part. Obviously, as viewers, we know that's not true, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, yeah, it ends when uh, Tawaret is driving them towards the gate. Is it, is it towards the gate of Osiris? She says it's the gate of Osiris, but it seems to depend on Osiris where that gate is, as we find out in episode six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, the idea is if you, if you fall into the sands of the 
you are you're um, you're frozen and claimed by them yeah you just be, you just turn into yeah. sand and uh, but also zombies come out of the juat th- and board the boat that are all uh, Mark's victims yeah they take the form of Mark's victims because they because Mark's victims are implied to be villains and not pure of heart because that's Conchu's way yeah. so of course they've been claimed and of course they're the form that the sand takes when it's time to claim him back I mean shit there is that one yeah. room where uh, uh, in the mine palace as it were where it's just filled with dead bodies and it's all people Mark has dealt with and we get that we yeah. get that awful moment of like half a minute where Stephen goes did you kill a child Mark and obviously we find out no that's just young Mark but uh, not young Mark sorry young Mark's brother where Mark yeah, feels yeah. guilty for the death even though there's no way it could have been his fault yeah the uh, yeah we, we also pretty much see the moment that it happens as well that's uh, uh, not that's, a kind death no it's not it's not um, and they have to make Mark relive it as well mm, yeah which you know I'm sure he's been doing every day since the since the day that's why Stephen exists but, yeah and to Mark's credit in the creation of Stephen he completely left the brother out so he wouldn't have to suffer any pain from it but to be fair I don't think and, that's something you have conscious control of true but you know ignore any shouting you hear in the background I have no control over it on the plus side Discord isn't picking yeah, it up but, but that's no, no uh, that's not what matters <laughs> is it no it's no, no consolation to you or indeed the yeah. viewer or the listener yeah but yeah it's uh, um, it's bad times but uh, again it's um, somewhat an element of realism to the uh, condition that they're using in DID in that uh, it is always born from a traumatic experience mm, pretty much exclusively as a child because adults don't quite have the same way of coping with trauma but for a child it's yeah. very easy to go this all gets bottled away into this yeah like adults can deal with things in adult ways children don't have those tools yet mm. um, but yeah it's um, the moment when the scales do balance is when Stephen is claimed by the Duat yes but this is because my theory is Stephen is the one who created Jake so when Stephen when Stephen's heart is on the scale it's not just Stephen's heart it's actually Jake's heart but we can't see Jake's heart because Jake's not out so when Stephen's gets taken away it also takes away Jake's which means it's just okay. Mark's on the scale and as we know Mark is fundamentally a good person because everyone he's killed and murdered has been bad evil needs to be taken out at least by Conchu's rules and Conchu kind of proves himself right in the terms of uh, justice in that Mark's yep. never killed an innocent allegedly yeah allegedly yeah <laughs> but yeah his, his scales balance and he's allowed into the field of reeds mm-hmm. which yes it's peaceful however you're the only one there but as we heard from what's, what's her name Tawat uh, Tawaret um, her exact description is it's just what you wanted solitude loneliness not loneliness but being alone no distractions etc yeah a literal field of reeds that is just there for yeah. peace but yeah um, she also Tawaret also mentions in the next episode that she's quite capable of going to other people's fields of reeds and like being friendly with them um, she delivered um, Layla's father yes to the field of reeds after after he was killed by Mark Mark's partner uh, yeah Mark's partner who does ha- who does when... have a name and they use the same name as the comic books but who cares he didn't show up so it don't matter <laughs> yeah yep yep <laughs> Like, if it weren't for the fact that he was being, that he'd been definitely been shot and was crawling for his life, it's it's entirely possible that it could have been, um, that it could have been Jake Lockley as the partner, and he was just trying to shoot. Oh yeah, weren't that? Yeah, no, his name's like Bushmaster or well, some shit. Bushmaster. Okay, That's, that sounds like a real name. <laughs> yeah, but it's like his, it's like his surname's Bushman or something, and it gets morphed because words are meaningless. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the um... don't do that. <laughs> 
the whole point of going back to the convocation of the gods mm-hmm. which harrow was broken into physically by this yes. point he's found the pyramid that it's at and just like opened the bricks and just walked in and layla follows and oh yeah layla also gets caught in an aoe in what they do uh, uh, harrow does an aoe judgment. oh yeah yeah but you've got to bear in mind layla's just an archaeologist she doesn't do the shit mark does yeah 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 so she's definitely a good person like we we get basically unequivocal unequivocal proof that layla is a good person like we knew that as viewers but it's one of those things as well in that we know she'll always be a good person because amit yeah 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 she gets caught in the aoe of uh judging all of these guys most of which are policemen and only one of them isn't bent But again, we don't know what Armit's class of, uh, criteria is. Yeah, it's one of those yeah. annoying things where like anyone can fall victim to it. Like we had that ninety-year-old fucking grandma fall victim to it, and she probably didn't have long to go anyway. No. What could no. she possibly have done? Did she steal her fucking neighbor's jam recipe? <laughs> Was that worthy of death, Armit? Really? But it also could have been in the past. She claimed it to not be, right. but I, I do realize people can lie. But you know. Yeah, she claimed it to not be, but also it might have been by different values. Oh right, yeah, she like, called some black bloke a slur. Yeah, like or something like that or like did something that's that was acceptable at the time that now no longer is or just anything i can't really think of anything i can't like think that. of much you know to, i can't think of much that would warrant death aside yeah. from murder and or that other thing i don't particularly want to talk about because it's gross no no um oops my headphones yeah are you might want to take care of your weird. hair uh you're looking yep. a bit um uh, boy if that's how you look as a super saiyan eh? <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna see it on the playback in a moment yeah yeah <laughs> Hey man, I, t- I could have not said anything. <laughs> yeah, I've started uh, giving myself a high... If you want, I could put your replacement face tie. on. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I've, I've given myself a high hair tie because that hides my uh, mosquitoes landing. Yeah, patch. oh well. Uh, I, need a, I need a special comb for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> A luxurious mane, and I I dread the day I lose it. Yeah. Well, 30, 36 is my uh, is my. I got a good track record. My, of my one of my granddads had uh, had very thick hair, and then my dad didn't ever lose his hair apart from when he got the chemo. But that's like extraneous circumstances. So uh, yeah. Touch touch wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had one granddad who had a comb over that started from further and further back, um, to the point that he could wave hello without using his hands, just by uh, being in the wind and going. Woo. See, there's a certain point. <laughs> Where he should just shave. <laughs> he looked so much better when they did it for him in the hospital. Well, it's like Krillin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looked so much better as Mr. Burns rather than someone who was struggling to um, emulate something that was never true. <laughs> yeah, episode six. We're nearly done. Let's power through. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Layla gets contacted by Towerit saying, um, Do you want to be my avatar? I can. I've always wanted an avatar. And you, you sound really nice. Your, your dad spoke really highly of you. And she's like, No no signing lives away to gods like I've seen where this gets people it makes them miserable for the rest of their lives she says that with a lot more force when Konshu tries to yeah because Konshu Konshu is fundamentally a good god however um, he's very manipulative in being so okay so, well, like, I think the big one is uh, is literally at the end of the final uh, of the finale where uh, oh for fuck's sake yeah no worries I'll, uh, I'll tag away uh, yeah we'll be right back momentarily guys oh no do we need to be right back no we don't need to be right back although i do need to refocus my camera this will be great for the audio listeners <laughs> yeah you're gonna hear a lot 
the fucking buzzing as my fucking phone starts ringing. Yeah, because Rick's phone is dumb and doesn't have an actual silent mode. The silent mode is no, it still si- buzzes. The silent mode is buzz louder than volume one of um of actually ringing. Whereas my silent mode means I get nothing. I get a bright light on my phone. Yeah. A little light blue bu- uh, light shines there. It's like, yeah, oh, you yeah. have a text. I've actually finally been able to silence Facebook Messenger. Oh, I die. But you can only do it for 24 hours at a time. So <laughs> You see, I just don't have Facebook Messenger. <laughs> I've got some people that only contact people through that, so, you know. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, so are they. Wow, that was said with a straight face too. Kudos. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, um, Conchu, Conchu actually does try to get Layla to be her avatar. Uh, his avatar, I should say. And yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. fails, and rightly so, because I would have been quite annoyed if Layla had gone yes, even even agreed slightly with him, because she's seen the shit he does. Yeah, she's seen that not only is he manipulative like that, but also she's seen the whole one more mission thing. Like, Mark has told it to the viewer. Yeah. And I think to Stephen. Yes, he told it to Stephen at the same time as the viewer. Yeah, and, well, yeah, it was to Stephen in order to tell it yeah, to the yeah. viewer. And yeah, it is always one more mission, and then you'll, you'll finally be free, and it's just perpetual. Yeah, because the problem is, and... Conchu's telling the truth. He said, one more last yeah. mission and you'll be free, but he's also said in no uncertain terms, by the way, when I let you go, I'm taking Layla. Yeah, yeah. Um, until the final scene that we get, and he goes, oh yeah, oh, he was so, he was so fixated on me taking his wife for my next avatar. I have everything I need right here. <laughs> it, it's one of those where the whole reason why he's so okay with everything is like, he knows he's still got basically Mark Spector, but better. Yeah, more violent, more in, t- in tune with what he wants, more able to just turn a blind eye to anything any wrongdoing and just glee in bloodshed. I mean hell uh, we've touched on it now so let's just get straight to it. Conchu in a suit looks dapper as fuck. Oh he does. Yeah. And um <laughs> I was I was again I was hoping this end credit scene would involve the Punisher and it seemed like we might be have been going that way until they got to the until well, we when they got to yeah. the limo I was like okay it's probably Jake and then it was and he looks yeah. crazy unhinged. Apparently there was a recent comic where Conchu is just getting a murder boner for the Punisher. Yeah, possibly. And <laughs> and um, Mark goes, why don't you just take him instead? And Conchu goes, oh, I really want to, but he's already been claimed by another. The fuck does that mean? Like, another god is basically um, look, watching over the Punisher and making sure he doesn't die. That sucks. I don't like that. that... No, because it takes away from yeah. his, like, badass normal status of he, everything he does is, like, it, the limit of human willpower, but it is still human willpower. Yeah, that, that implies the only reason he got as far as he did is, is not because he's that good of a soldier, it's, oh no, mystical force is bullshit. Yeah, well, it might just be similar to what we see in Moon Knight. Of you don't get super strength, you don't get um. Okay, he gets the flight, but the idea is that you get resur- you get um a get out of jail free card from dying when you really kind of should. That no, still sucks. Not for Punisher. Yeah. That's not the point of the character. No, no. Um, but yeah, we get to see Amit in her true form. Yeah, and unlike the hippo, I was not even remotely thinking this thing was cute. <laughs> yeah, she's not meant to be. She reminds me a little, a little bit of Malal being like crocodile. Face and yeah, everything. don't know who that is. But, you know, she is meant to just be a crocodile, so... <laughs> and yeah, like you say, she's meant to be the one that um, the, the evil souls get fed to. And this happens in this as well, when they just AoE blast judgment in around all of Cairo. Yeah, except it's not quite as powerful as you think it would be, because they still need the cult members to go around and manually judge people. Yeah, the cult members go around judging people, the bad ones get the souls ripped
knocked out and then she just eats them all and becomes a kaiju yeah which uh, you know you know me um, yeah <laughs> and then Konshu goes to fight her at the same size without having eaten souls I don't I think that was just Armit uh, Armit's been locked away for a while maybe she needs to regain a bit of power yeah. Konshu's been locked away yeah, for yeah. about five minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> in the grand scheme of things about five minutes yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the kaiju fight scene was well choreographed I enjoyed it obviously it's not to the level of dumb kaiju bullshit that Godzilla is that I know and love but it was fine um, well that yeah. was I think the best part of the kaiju fight was how much it was um, simultaneous with most of the human sized fighting I was just well. going to get to that yeah in fact it absolutely was but I also liked how there was a proper discussion between Konshu and Amit while fighting which is something anime needs to fucking learn you can fight and talk but um, the um, the fact that Amit was constantly like you can just walk away Konshu and Konshu's like eh, I can't and Amit's like I want the same thing that you do and Konshu does the whole thing of like no they need to have committed sin before you can judge them mm-hmm. which you know I think because like, yeah even a thought like the, the whole point, uh, point of Amit's um, judgement is that you can even be judged as evil for having an evil thought that's bullshit but um how many people have not thought about killing their boss never thought of killing my boss I thought of like punching them once or twice but never killing I think I think that okay. comes with the territory of not believing in an afterlife <laughs> in that uh, you sure. might think twice about killing someone because then that's just it at least that's my take yeah um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, um, it's actually very interesting because we can draw a few parallels to Civil War 2 in that uh, sure. in the comics there was a second Civil War. Yes, um, this one involved uh, an alien from space could see the future, sort of, but not really, is what we find out later on. But he has a pr- he sees something in the future and that thing in the future is he sees Miles Morales killing Captain America. So uh, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel goes, okay, cool, we're going to lock up Miles Morales and he's not allowed out and that way that doesn't happen. And then Spider-Man Peter Parker is like, uh, hold the fuck on. <laughs> he's not yeah. done anything wrong <laughs> you can't do that so the Civil War is, isn't is quite Peter Parker versus Captain Marvel but they're the two focal points and uh, yeah we learn later on that this guy's psychic future vision is not 100% flawless well also it was in the period where Captain America was the Hail Hydra Captain uh, this came before I'm pretty sure the idea was it was that uh, one. this story ca- even so murder's not okay but um, no, uh, no. this this story came out long before that Okay, I'm pretty sure anyway could be getting my timelines mixed up who knows either way the guy the, the guy's psychic ability was not flawless and in fact quite uh, fallible so uh, the yeah. whole the whole reason of uh, they use this guy's power to lock up people before they did shit which is not okay that's Nazi shit yeah <laughs> uh, um, but yeah um, what more is Layla's in- costume oh, yeah, as the avatar my- fucking yeah. awesome yeah Layla gets Layla gets a cool costume as an avatar it's a real cool costume she has no helmet no but that's okay because otherwise how would you know that she's Layla and how would the kid on the street know that she's Egyptian yeah I I uh, my exact words in my notes were that um that kid more of a teenager really had their gay awakening and then oh no they're in Egypt so never mind um, <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah going back to the costume they revealed the costume in a pretty uh, cool shot and I was going that's really weird how much arm is exposed considering they've got still got yeah. shit on their arms and then then she yeah. had the wings come out and I went nah fuck it, it's cool never mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And like you put in your notes, just like in Falcon and Winter Soldier, you can always get a wing boner when the wings pop out. Yes. And when she used them as a shield, <laughs> I was very much cool. like, oh, yeah, that's the shit I want to see. Yeah, that's the Falcon shit. And also because she's a strong female character,
Joker. It's the Wonder Woman shit as well. I guess. It made me think more of Wonder Woman than Falcon, despite being literally something that Falcon does, <laughs> which is really weird because I guess it's something gold and used to defend against bullets. I guess. I don't I, know. I mean, it's in Marvel and I, I like Falcon, therefore that's the connect connection I drew. Yeah, Falcon, now Captain America. Yeah. yeah. And they're still writing Captain America 4, I believe now. Sure. I want more Bucky and Falcon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where else. To... Oh, right, cool. Can we talk about the final fucking decision that's still dumb? Uh, go ahead. Of um, Moon Knight and uh, Layla have Harrow. They've put Amit inside and Conchu's like, cool, now kill him and it gets rid of both of them. And they decide to have a moment of, yeah, no, we don't want to do that. And it's like, why don't you want to do that? You've seen the shit they do. Yeah, it is a bit weird. They um, want to stress the, oh, it's our choice thing. And I'm like, fine, that's a direction to go, but not with this character. Yeah, um, because all he's going to focus on after that is getting Amit out again. Mm. Um, there is one other thing that I would say is weird, and that's they showed Harrow not being able to see Khonshu early on. I think um, the implication is because uh, Amit is now out and he's an avatar. It's like, Okay, he's the real avatar now, rather than yeah. just inheriting something. Yeah. It's stand logic, man. Cultist after cultist. Okay. <laughs> but right he, he's a user, so now he can see the other stands. <laughs> and the other one is that they mentioned that Mark would definitely have been eaten based on his transgressions earlier by getting his brother killed. Um, like, if, if Amit was around before his brother was killed, then Steve, then Mark would have been gone and the brother would have survived. Except that we see already by that point that Mark has been able to get to the field of reeds with a balanced heart. So it is possible to change your balance. Again, no. No, 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 no. That's different, you see. Because we don't know what Armit's criteria is. Okay, so yeah, it's, it's Armit's criteria versus um, uh, versus Anubis. Pretty much, because you know Anubis is the actual judge, whereas Armit is the meant to be the executioner, basically for those unworthy. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a weird one. It is a bit, yeah. So should we get to our final three? Uh, can we not talk about that last shot one? Uh, <laughs> one one final time. The only reason I forgive the the Harrow shit is because it does mean we get the epic final shot of yes. the reveal that every fan was waiting for, and that was Jake. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, like he speaks Spanish by the sounds of it. I think that was Spanish. Yeah, and his the registration number on his limo is spectacular. Oh, that's great! I didn't I didn't catch that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his white limo. But yeah, it's it's an interesting take because again, originally he's a cab driver, so they've just slightly changed it yeah. to limo driver. It's not that it's not that yeah, much yeah. different when you think about it. The professional chauffeur for Conchu. Yeah. <laughs> Conchu looking dapper as fuck in that suit, and he did, Ethan yeah. Hawke doing a magnificent job of looking absolutely shit scared when he realised is that oh that's Mark Spector why did he say Jeff <laughs> but the amount of glee on Jake's face when he was about to pull the trigger fucking kudos to Oscar Isaac once again yeah yeah absolutely absolutely right now I think we're actually done yeah I think so so let's get into our final three uh, do you have a favourite moment I really 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 enjoyed when we saw uh, Hippo Lady for the first time it really made me smile <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> uh, what was it Towerwet you said yeah Towerwet yeah, yeah. I'm I'm never um, gonna remember that name, it's too many syllables. <laughs> Even though she's like an ancient Egyptian god, she still talks with a prim and proper British accent. I, it's it. <laughs> listen, it's another case of I'm not a furry, but <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. It's a weird one where hippos hippos are mammals, but they don't look like it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Because you, 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 you expect most mammals to be, you know, hairy. At least this hairy. Yeah, I guess, but they're, you know, aquatic. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, elephants and rhinos. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, um, I'm going to flip the question. And orcas. Well, they're aquatic again. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I'll flip the question back at you. Favourite moment? Is it okay to say all of episode no. five? Like, I really... Okay. <laughs> but, like, the, the whole idea of exploring the mindscape as the purpose of the um, a, a small afterlife and it's a p- afterlife personal to the person experiencing it and it only lasts as long as it takes before they get to the gates and they either balanced or I not. I feel you but I think t- naming an entire episode uh, is against the uh, spirit of the questions. Do you want to narrow it down a little bit more? I'm going to narrow it down specifically to reliving the memories. Stephen reliving Mark's memories through the medium of doors. Still pretty big but it's better than the first one. <laughs> and if we narrow it down further I'd probably say the moment that Stephen was born yeah, as it were. I can't disagree with that one. Because it, it shows that the the main character that we've been following since episode one as TV viewers only is not the real main character yeah. even though he's they share protagonist roles yeah. which is fine but the one that we've been trained to accept as the number one with the other guy being the number two isn't the original mm. that's a pretty good it's a pretty good way of letting us know that and also that by this point it kind of doesn't matter because even though they have their disagreements they are very definitely on the same side I also just want to say I think we didn't just witness the birth of Stephen in that scene I think we also saw the birth of Jake in that uh, oh, yeah. Stephen only has good memories of his mother but when yeah. so Jake is the one that takes but, the beating exactly because when we uh, when we cut a, well we, we cut away because no one wants to see that but also like yeah. S- Stephen doesn't remembers his mum as a saint as an angel and yet when we were cutting away, she was about to lever him with a belt, so yes. he can't have been the ego, not the ego, the personality that was in control during that. Um, yeah, something totally. I just want to touch on very quick as well, uh, going looping back a little bit, I know we're in the wind-down segment, but uh, one thing I do want to touch on, which oh. I forgot to bring up, is the fight scene where Mark and Steven are both now kind of in control together. Yeah, that was also that was basically my number two, where you switch between one suit and the other just to show which one was I good. really did like the choreography of that final fight scene, however, I really didn't like Steven and Mark constantly swapping during a fight. I get it, but yeah. Like, as a concept, I'm like, that's kind of eh. As a visual, fucking awesome. And it's very cool mm. to see the difference in skill level, even though St- here's the problem with having six episodes, is you don't have enough time to show development. Steven just can suddenly fight now, which is kind of out of left yeah. field, but whatever. Um, And it is still cool to see Steven tag to Mark and Mark just owning shit because Mark knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those, he got more time in six episodes than he do on a movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. But like so, this sixth episode felt rushed. Yeah, yeah. Like Eternals would have been way better as a six episode series than a three hour movie. Oh, I would have. I would have just uh, not even gone that far. Just two two hour movies. Maybe have all the past shit in the first Maybe one. Then, have all the yeah. recent shit in the next one. However, I don't think. Yeah. I, sorry. Either one would have sold. I think the first one would have sold, and then I think everyone would have gone. Ah, it's not worth seeing the second one, and I think that's probably what the Disney execs probably also saw. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, we can't just talk about the good stuff. We have to talk a little bit about the bad stuff. Do you have a weakest My link? My weakest link is, uh, as much as I enjoyed the series, and it's clearly setting up for season two of Moon Knight, yes. I did not see any links with the rest of the MCU. Yeah, yeah, we brought that up earlier, didn't we? Like, there's the only things that they say is, they talk about Madripoor once. Like, we could have, um, we could have <laughs> had, like, we could have used this to rope in the Punisher, or yeah. we could have had a scene where he gets contacted by an Avenger, anything.
anything. Like, they can kind of get away with not having connecting strands in Falcon Winter Soldier, uh, WandaVision, and even Loki, because the entire series are themselves birthed from other MCU stuff. Whereas this, it's a start. Yeah. It's one of those, I could see them maybe roping in somebody from Wakanda. If not the new actor for Black Panther, if they're going to have one, then something like that. Because, you know, Bast is in the gallery. Yeah, but again, because of the comic book connection, I think Punisher was pro- would probably be the best way to go. Obviously, we can't use a connection oh, to yeah. Widow, because Widow's gone. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Well, it depends when this when it depends when they set it. Well, this is clearly set after the snap. Yeah. Probably after Endgame as well, come to think of it. True, true enough, true enough. But yeah, uh, I'll flip it back to you. Do you have any weakest links? Or the a weakest link, I should say? My weakest link is probably how flimsy Amit's reasoning can be, and how little it's defined. It's one of those where gods are allowed to just have whims because they're that powerful. However, I've yeah. brought it up constantly in the episode of, um, we know up... We don't know the her criteria. We don't know her criteria. Yeah. If we did, then it'd be easier to defend even as yeah. a villain. Uh, all we know is you commit evil either beforehand or in the future, then you must go so your scales are balanced. But we don't yeah. know what Armit's criteria of good and evil are. We know Alexander the Great was perfectly balanced. We know Harrow is not. Yeah, yeah. Because we know Alec... Well, we also know Alexander the Great. We was doing conquer... He was doing conquering. You can't do conquering with clean Yeah, but hands. it's also implied that the reason why he was so able to conquer stuff easily is he used Armit's power probably. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not poor storytelling. It's only six episodes. You can only do so much. And also, we don't have the point of view of the villain. Hell, Armit only showed up herself personally in the second half of episode six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saying, to whom do I owe my release? Mm. And he just goes, it's me, your humble servant, to whom you owe nothing. Mm. Which is a very magnanimous way of being a patsy. Yeah, but then he also immediately follows it up by, I know my scales are unbalanced and I need to die now, so just get it over with. Yeah. So it, it kind of balances out. Ah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, w- what about the final one? The MVP? I think you're a fool if you don't say Oscar Isaac. Like, more so than any individual character. Like, it, again, I know he's not the first actor to play multiple people. Like, uh, you can enjoy, point to James McAvoy in that Beast film where he played like 23 people yeah, 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 and yeah. he did a magnificent job of it. Mm-hmm. This isn't unique to Oscar Isaac, but it's still amazing how with just facial fucking uh, emotion, he's managed to, like, yeah. you can tell when it's Stephen before he talks. <laughs> yeah, just the body language. Yeah. Um, like the kind of just going going for something, going, oh, ooh, ooh, mm. should I kind of thing. Yeah. Um, no secret, I'm going to say the Oh, also, thing. fuck you, anyone it's... who says his accent's bad, it's fine. Like... <laughs> yeah, it's fine. We, we are certified British, and then and then we, we, we say it's okay, therefore it's fine. Get shit on internet. Bye. <laughs> Man, if only we could end on that. Yeah, but we can't. <laughs> Dude, all you need to do is listen to the way he says bollocks. <laughs> oh, bollocks. <laughs> and the fact that he says bollocks, like, that's not something that an American normally says. Yeah, true. Although it is in their lexicon. Like, yeah. Like, although normally things like that are because they've heard a British person saying it and then looked into it and gone, oh, that's a cool thing to say. And then they pronounce it weird. Like, when they say twat. That's a Canadian thing. Twat instead of twat, yeah? But yeah. Yeah, instead of twat. Yeah. A twat waffle. A fucking why. It just makes it sound more yeah. visceral than it needs to be. A twat's not a twat's twat not waffle. better, but twat. Yeah. <laughs> so, On. at the risk of um, overriding the MVP of Oscar Isaac, which is the obvious choice and justified... Oscar so, Isaac, we love you. Send us free shit. <laughs> <laughs> not even free shit. Just just say hello. We, we have an uh, email. To in, interesting to. to note, by the way, uh, he is also an ex- yeah. executive producer on the series, so uh, okay. he has more than no control control over the character so that probably has something to do with how he was able to portray maybe it. so I yeah. just just saying I don't know how much of a nerd he is but if you know who Moon Knight is before Moon Knight came out you're a fucking nerd uh <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's going to be it from us. If you liked the video or the podcast, if you're on YouTube, you've got the comments section down below. And if you're listening to us by audio, you have the email that you can reach us at, which would be Nonsense at... for you, you fuck. <laughs> I'm not even drinking. I just slurred my words for no reason. NonsenseReviewUK at gmail.com. Once again, that is NonsenseReviewUK at gmail.com. I'm looking at Rick trying not to laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. but yeah. Uh, please do send us emails we like suggestions uh, as you can see we've been, had a super long episode today a lot to talk about all fresh in our mind this is going to be pretty much our new format for new Star Wars and Marvel content is we're basically going to move yeah. them to retros after they've aired as opposed to doing a review yeah. on the first episode and uh, I think the next one we're going to be doing is probably Kenobi and then Miss Marvel's yes. after that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah the idea is we're going to try and strike while the iron is hot and as you've seen with this episode it's full of spoilers but that's kind of par for the course with something that finished yesterday. I mean like even if you don't look at the description the name of the podcast has Moon Knight in it and yes. you know you should probably use a bit of common sense. That being said we will endeavour to probably make note that there's going to be spoilers and stuff at the beginning of episodes which have spoilers but like we're not going to do yeah. it when we do retros for FF12 that game's been out for 20 years. Oh yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's going to be goodbye and from me. It's going to be goodbye from me. Can't wait to see more Moon Knight and Jake Lockley. Bye.